And greetings, greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Soul Citizens. And we are back again on another Sunday evening. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. I don't know, did any of you guys ever have that like drag race thing where you grew up at where they go, Sunday, 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 with the drag racing? Did you guys grow up with that at all? Oh, yeah, it's monster trucks. You, you know about that, right? Sunday, okay, Sunday, there Sunday. There you go. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. Awesome. Well, it's good to be back again. I am Griffin Gaming RPG, and I'm back with my illustrious panel today. All these cool gentlemen that I have on. I know some of you guys saw that we were going to have Geo Get Money TV on with us again. Geo is always a riot, but Geo got a last-minute call where he had to do some real-life stuff called a job and had to go to work, so we lost him today. But... In place of him, we have someone just as good, just as impeccable, and that is the wonderful STEM Citizen, who has, uh, we were on a show together yesterday, and he said, hey, I'm, I'd love to come on, and I said, really? How about tomorrow? <laughs> so he, he, uh, he said, oh, uh, let me see, and he hit me back today and said that he was able to work it out, so STEM, thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate it, man. Hey man, thanks for having me. It's it's an absolute pleasure. I look forward to having you on uh, Yacht Club on Wednesday. Oh yeah, tell um, everybody about Yacht Club a little bit. Tell them real quick what what's that's all about. Sure. So uh, if you haven't seen Yacht Club, uh, it's a it's basically a, a place for being inclusive within Star Citizens. So anyone and everyone, whether you have an 890 jump or you barely have created an account, you don't own a ship, uh, or even if you like Drake, I mean, we, we kind of make fun of Drake people, that's just for fun. Um, but everybody, uh, no matter what kind of ship you like, no matter what it is, if you're passionate about Star Citizen, if you love uh, this game, if you love sci-fi, if you love D&D, &D, whatever it is, uh, you know, we're, we're just a, a really gracious group of space nerds that like hanging out together. So come and find your kin, hang out at the Yacht Club, drink a beer. We talk about the weekly news. Um, we talk about things Star Citizen. Then we play a couple of times, even three times, actually, throughout the week. So we play on uh, – so the show is on Wednesday night. That's um, 7.30 uh, Pacific and 10 p.m. Eastern. Uh, and then we uh, play on Saturdays, uh, Mondays, and also on Thursdays. Just get together and hang out anywhere from, like, 15 to 30 people, just having a great time, yeah. enjoying each other's time and, you know looking forward to to this game coming out that's yeah, awesome thanks. that's awesome i thought when you said inclusive it meant that us black guys could come on but you were talking about ships so i don't know if that means something different now but no 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 no, black we, <laughs> no but we really 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 are looking forward to I, you told me that you guys have kind of changing the model and and i want to kind of elaborate on that because when you explained to me what that meant by inclusive you know there are some people that think that because you guys were the quote-unquote yacht club that you were this elitist group of people and yeah. you didn't want that impression to come across. You guys wanted people to know that, hey, yeah, we love the luxury life and all that good stuff, but we're open to other people, which I think is awesome that you guys are kind of clarifying that and kind of dismissing that so that it doesn't become, you know, something that's tagged along with you guys. Because you guys are a great bunch of people. I love watching you guys. Oh, Y'all run late, boy. 1 a.m. in the morning for yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> and long. That Pacific time. That Pacific time is a monster. But uh, you guys do it. You guys do a great job. Uh, next in line, we have the professor, Kimmy65, the man who is our knowledge base here on Soul Citizens. Kimmy, say hey to everybody, brother. 07, everybody. Hardy 07 out there. There he is. The, the official Definitely. salute. That's it, man. How was your week this week? Everything cool? Oh, oh man, God. It's been busy. I was going to say, you been look busy. a little low energy yeah. today, man. You look like you're beat up. I hope you're not tired, man. I Because I, I know we got you once before, and I know you had had a long day. So I hope I hope you're okay. Uh, and then last but not least, the ambassador to uh, Star Citizen. As he, yeah, there he is, guzzling as always. Um, 
<laughs> setting the best example. Fast cart. Fast cart. How you doing, buddy? I'm on. I had, 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 had to show off my big Benny arm cup that I still have. I see. I see. <laughs> very, very cool. In fact, um, one of the things that makes this show unique, folks, is that everybody who's on the panel today has not only attended CitizenCon, but we all attended the CitizenCon that we're going to be mm. talking about today, which was CitizenCon 2018 or 2948, if you want to stay in role. Uh, and it was in Austin, Texas. And uh, I did see Kimmy, but I didn't know Kimmy at the time. And the reason why I saw Kimmy was because Kimmy was dressed. He was in the whole mode of Star Citizen. And I remember taking note of him. Stim, I remember seeing from a distance, I think. I think. I'm still kind of a little hazy on it. But I thought that the day when we were getting in line to go in, that I thought I remember seeing you. But I could be wrong. And then fast cart, eh, I see that guy all the time when I go to this stuff. So Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and I saw you and Kimmy because you were one of the few black people there at the time. So, that, yeah, that's you, true. You, you, you guys kind of stood out to me. Slightly, just a little bit, right? But fast cart Slightly. and I, we actually touched base the first time in 2016. And I've always looked for him when I've gone to PAX East, when I've gone to any of these events. Uh, we've I've run into him. Even at VerseCon, we, we've run into each other there before, too. And so has Kimmy. Kimmy's been to VerseCon, well, too. Not literally, because I'm on my cart. I don't yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so we're going to look at some photos real quick. And uh, you guys feel free to chime in. You guys might remember this sign when mm. you came into the event. Uh, this Kraken release the Kraken sign was out and we hadn't seen the Kraken, but boom, there it was. And of course, I should have worn my, I should have worn my Kraken shirt. I every, forgot about that. Yeah. Everybody knows what that is right there. Uh, I, I yeah, actually I just ate that. It. it was actually good. I thought it was going to be some mess, but it was good. Um, this Brian is Chambers? me with Brian Chambers and uh, Le old Lefty from Test Squadron. That was at the Bar Citizen the first night. And uh, everybody kind of packing into the venue there. Oh, you could see me in the corner on, 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 on the left. Yeah, on the far down. I'm in the, the, I'm in the red shirt. Yeah. I'm in the red shirt. I'm going to stop here. Stim, ah. can you, you talk about that picture? picture? Yeah, talk about that picture a little bit. That's your shot. Sure. So so that that's me trying to get in the photo at the very back there. Uh, and then on the right, uh, we've got... Uh, Got a couple of my my actually the whole the whole yacht club uh, cast is on there. So uh, Doc is on the top right. Uh, Doctor Murray uh, at the very top. Uh, we no longer have Shadowkin on the show, but that's Shadowkin uh, peeking out at the very top. Uh, and then we've got Joran in the, the the middle front, just to uh, just to the actually second from the right on the on the front. And then he's next to Hartswoe. It's it's that's on the right there. That used to be uh, head of concierge uh, for CIG. And then right in the front with with a big smile, it's T Nightster, our mod. Uh, Jay the Brown is next to him uh, on his left. Uh, and then, you know, we could go through all the other guys. There's uh, Sarens in the middle there. We could kind of talk about people, but uh, let's move on with the show. I, th that's the that's the original 890 Jump Club get-together where we all oh, put okay. our shirts on. That's right. There you so go. Nice. We're wearing the 2019 shirt here. I love um, that logo. Yeah, it's it's a great get together, and I I wanted to represent Jump Club because uh, you know this is such a great group of people, and that's how I really kind of got sucked into to, to being in the community and you know standing up kind of within the community to to uh, to make video and 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 be a, st a standout member. But you know uh, you know and from the from the jump club became yacht club, and that's where there's that that misnomer that you need to own an eight ninety jump to be part of it. And then you know having a background of an eight ninety jump probably doesn't help. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's very anyway. cool. Very yeah. cool shot. <laughs> Yeah, good good times, amazing times. Kimmy, can you talk about that one a little bit? Oh yeah, Todd Pappy, definitely. Uh, 
searched him out. He was walking around, talked to him a little bit. He gave me some insight on the um, the game development. We talked a little bit, and uh, he shared some insight on on the uh, game and where they were going, some of the things he wanted to do. But yeah, it was pretty candid, and he's he's pretty laid back, really cool guy. Definitely. Was that, was that the first time you'd met him, or had you met him at a previous one before? Uh, that was my first time meeting Todd. Okay, cool, very cool. Let's see which one is next here. Sorry about the little delay here. The video's longer than I thought it was. I should have set him for five seconds instead of ten. Okay, everybody can knows what that is, right? That was a three-quarter scale of the yellow jacket that yeah, was there. Yeah, 75%. Yeah, it was Dragon very, fly. very nice. And there said, he is. You said... You said yellow jacket. I'm sorry. I said yellow oh, jacket. You know what? You have to forgive me. I'm in a test squadron <laughs> mode. In test squadron, Dragon we call fly, them. Man. No, 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 no. It's not that. In test squadron, our group that flies those are the yellow jackets, and that's what triggered in my head. So I, I thank you for the correction. Ah, yeah, that was my, that was my mistake. I'm in the test mode. Sorry, but that's a great shot there of Kimmy. Yeah, looking sharp. It was fun. Didn't know who the guy was in the back seat was, but I, I wish he was in costume. <laughs> oh, I like this. Mm -hmm. One of the first shots we saw of the model of the uh, Kraken. It was yeah, nice I... to see that in the sense of perspective. Mm-hmm. That's another shot. the whole sense of scale. Mm -hmm. Were those all Drake Dragonflies on the, on the, uh, the landing pads? Uh, there was a mixture. They had a little, few, a couple other ships on there. There's a cutlass on cut there. List. Dragonfly, you had the um, what was the other ship? It was the um, oh, the Buccaneer was called on the there Paper too, Tiger. Wasn't it? Buccaneer, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Now that shot there should prove to everybody that Fast Cart does not always ride around on a chair. So just so you guys will know that, all right. He also <laughs> he also rides on a Dragonfly from time to time. And guess who that is behind him, yeah. right? Miss Hart. That's Miss Hart. Yeah, Miss Hart. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she she she's always going to be my gunner. And I, I mean, I'll drive. She, she's two people. Now, nice. actually, this shot, I might have messed up on this fast car because this might have been at PAX East and not at Citizen. Yeah, that's like, like a PAX East. Right, that's PAX East. Yeah. All right, so guys, forget that picture. Ignore that picture that's up there, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to find something that I was in with fast cart, and that was, and that, I saw that. And then I think we've got another shot here. But yeah. I, that was Lieutenant Dan, the other picture. Yep, Lieutenant yeah, Dan. Yeah. You got a great buggy that, out that there. PAX East in 2019? For this year, Zephyr and Cochran, thank you for the follow. <laughs> we appreciate that. Thank you. Right. Is nice. Kimmy looking good and fast cart right there behind him? And there's another shot of the uh, Drake Dragonfly. Dismarius, thank you. Thank you for the follow. Appreciate that. The lady with the red hair back there, she, her, her and her husband were actually the ones who did the models. Yeah, do you remember the name you of the should. company? I forget the name of the company. Do you remember Kimmy, the name of the company? Cause, oh, cause um, they JRF. Did, is it is it JR JR? Yeah, yeah. There we go. JR, yeah, fabrication. Yeah, fabrication. Now there's another great shot of Kimmy with the man himself, the mighty Thor. <laughs> That's a great shot, Kimmy. His hair is magic. I met him in person. It's really magic. <laughs> That's a, a more full shot of the model that they did. It was pretty. It was very popular. A lot of people waited in line to see that. It was very cool. And that was on the second floor of the exhibit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. We don't know who that guy is with fast cart. It looks photoshopped. I swear <laughs> to God, it looks photoshopped. Photoshopped. <laughs> photoshopped. No, that was 2016. Oh, that was um, Angry Joe. Uh huh. 
Alrighty, that's a very, very cool shot there. Chambers, nice. The one thing that's great about CitizenCon, guys, if you've never gone before, is, yeah, we go to hear about the latest and what's the new things that are coming, but I can tell you this, there's even more fun with just getting to meet everybody and connecting with people. That's the thing that's really awesome about going to a CitizenCon. That picture with me and Gio, that's from four years ago, 2016. I look so young. Mm -hmm. I have less gray hair. <laughs> <laughs> Something I would like to share with uh, uh, Brian Chambers said to me, and I want the chat to understand sure. the the mindset of uh, CIG. Uh, I said Brian to Brian, I said, come on, man, let's let's have a beer. And he said, what? Wait a minute, man. You you put so much into this game for us and you take care of us. I can't I can't do that. I'm like, I look over and I look at him and say, man, we're going to have a beer. Come on, get something. <laughs> and he, he ordered a PBR. <laughs> That's cool. But it lets you know. The point is, it lets you know how humble these guys are in that regard. And they understand. They get it. They totally mm -hmm. get it. What it takes uh, for us to actually back them, support them, and what it takes to uh, get this game going out the door. So it, it just lets you know that they're, they're, uh, they're in a corner in regards to getting this game off the ground. Well said. Percent. Well said, buddy. Well said. Okay, so Hawkeye, we appreciate you dropping in, Hawkeye59. And we're going to get right into it, guys. This is get something to drink, get something to snack on. This particular keynote is a very good one, but it's also a very long one. So just want to kind of give you the heads up on it now. It's We're going to go ahead and get it fired up and... Hopefully, we, we're going to try and go straight through, and uh, let me know if the volume, we're going to be talking over it, guys, so we're, we won't be talking, talking over it, but just know that we will be making comments from time to time, okay? Please welcome Chris Roberts. There's Darjanator in the bottom left taking photos. Mm-hmm. You can see me in the front. And on the right again. Uh, that's actually kind of a hard video to follow, but we're going to try our best. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, so welcome to Austin. I think we had our very first Citizen Con here uh, back in 2013, so it's great to be back. It's a little larger venue than we were before, and we've got a lot more things on. Uh, but it's great to have you all here. and. Um, I'm really excited by everything we're going to reveal and show today. So uh, for you guys, uh, we decided we're going to do something very different this CitizenCon than what we've done in the past, because normally what we do is we show some technology we're working on that in the future you guys are going to get to enjoy, or uh, we prototype some gameplay that's going to come in a year or two time like we did with uh in 2017 with gamescon and citizen i remember at this point i was just sitting here uh, going this year hey, show us the slideshow uh quite a while ago to focus on Guess actual gameplay content our original goal was to have the mission that we're going to show you now be live on the day obviously ocs and 3.3 is taking a little longer so uh but the mission that we are going to play and show and i was in the audience saying best day ever you'll all be able to play in 3.3 mm. once lawville and in. I was uh, super lucky. Uh, I ended up uh, making some friends not there that, that con, and, and I got tapped on the shoulder and ended up going up into the concierge uh, booth a, at the very, very top. I was uh, top level on the balcony. Have different parts. Uh, so and I think it's bizarre. really cool because it's going to be content you guys are going to be enjoying. I made it up there once later. I looked under the chair for that golden ticket. Out of ETU and into live, and then we're releasing 
the Hearst and Lowville aspect, so it'll be good. So I'm gonna bring uh, Todd Pappy, our live director to the stage with me. Here he is. And um, also we have Glenn, where's Glenn? Who you may remember from uh, some of our uh, uh, and you'll sure notice he's wearing yeah. cowboy boots, just to give, as an Englishman in Texas, he's wearing some cowboy boots. I did tell him that he's awesome. put him on the wrong side of his jeans, yeah. but anyway. He's got boot up. But uh, anyway, so do you want to just say something about what we're going to do here in the... The, like it's one of our missions. It is, it is one of our missions. Uh, basically, high-level beat is that it will sh you'll see some of uh, the biomes that we built um, and on the planet. It will take on place on the planet. We're not going to go out in space or anything like that, show off any of the moons. But it is uh, basically, it's real. I mean, that, that to me is the, the most exciting part. Um, I think that's one of the reasons why I'm yeah, out here. And I, think, <laughs> and I think one of our focuses going forward is focusing on game content yes. Yes. Uh, in the immediate future, in the current patches, improving the experience, uh, the feel of the game. Even though we're in alpha, or pre-alpha, um, we're really focusing on play experience now and building that up. And yes. So this is one of the steps towards Well, that. especially getting OCS and the core tech out. You know, that, that, that allows us to do what we need to do. So Glenn's booting up real quick. And then we can go. It's a real, a real mission, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> and also, one, one caveat, since you, you, you guys know that 3.3's in uh, Evercati, um, is that it is a 3.3 build, which means potentially, it'll be not unlike a Star Citizen demo, there, couldn't be, there could be a crash in it. Yeah. Uh, you may also see some wonky behavior <laughs> from AIs specifically, yes. because it's all about multiplayer syncing. These are all yes. things that we're aware of and working, but this we are showing you in 3.3, in the current build, um, with uh, content will be coming with Hurston Lawville. And net binding, or net? Yeah, so yeah, the only thing that we have off on this is the um, the bang culling. So yes. this does have asynchronous background loading and object container yes. streaming, but we have the bang culling off because that's actually the most unstable element of what's currently in the 3.3 test of the Evercati mm -hmm. because it's, uh, it adds another level of complexity with uh, uh, the multi-threading and the possible issues that can happen and how things get out of sync. So yeah. in this, we just have that turned off, uh, which means performance won't be as good as the Avocadia getting with so this is two years ago and uh, 3.3, um, and now we're in okay, 3.10, almost 3.11. So bear with us if there's a crash. Hopefully there won't be one. Um, we'll see. We're doing it live. Yeah. As someone, yeah, actually, yes. Yeah. This as is someone the, famously said. This, this is, <laughs> <laughs> this really is the first time. Yeah. Do it! Something Remember that from 2016? <laughs> Almost there. <laughs> Coming through now, Khan. Those two need to go in. Okay. Yeah. All right. Because we're, we're, we're doing this as a multiplayer, so some friends can join us. So we're just waiting for um, the last two people to join.
Oh, there's Kush and Bayman. Are we good? What it was happening with um, Scott and Glenn? Yeah. Do we have to wait for them to be in soon? Yep. I guess we should have queued this up before, huh? Yes. Wasn't that the 15 minute wait thing that we had? I hope not. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying that we said we were doing 15 minutes before. Yeah. That's. Someone should tell them they're hot making, huh? Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say it, it didn't seem like a, they, they took too long during the presentation, but it was two years. I kind of forgot. It looks like it took a long time. I'm a little time jealous, Kimmy. You got to meet him. I, I, I really would like to meet him. I bet he's a cool person to talk to. Todd Pappy. Yeah, he's, I'm still trying to get over the fact that when he had his beard. Yeah, he's he's a uh, he's an amazing uh, pillar director. That's for mm -hmm. sure. He just just the, the demeanor that he has, um, and the cool headedness, and the mm -hmm. way he, he sort of commands that presence. You you need that in order to uh, you know, keep a bunch of uh, tech heads kind of kind of in place. You need someone that is able to handle that level of intelligence that's coming at you every day. Yeah, he's definitely the personable one. You know, if you ask Tony Z a question, it's like you better get a chair and you know brace yourself. You know what I mean? Mm. <laughs> And, and get a, a good a dictionary and take a pity at the side. <laughs> <laughs> and even then, you might just a lot of stuff that may still go over your head. It's not his fault. We're just not at his level. I had to use a dictionary today. Uh, somebody okay. I was talking to said, uh, you know, it's, it's so germane. I'm like, what's Jermaine? What's Jermaine talking about? <laughs> so while we're talking, we're I'm just like looking at my phone, looking yep. it up. Do, 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 do. Good, right? <laughs> okay. It means uh, like pertinent, yeah. one, tangible, relevant, or uh, fundamental. Relevant. There we are. There we go. All right, so we are waking up uh, in our hab in Lawville. God, it was so long uh, ago. This is the first planet that is a fully formed planet with a yep. proper landing zone. Uh, and uh, the goal and is teddy bear, to now have, we have Pico. what we call the habitation system, the hab yep. system, that will give you assistance. You'll start off in a small apartment, but you can earn money, move your way up, upgrade to bigger, better places, get a penthouse, uh, get real estate on different locations. Uh, and a longer-term goal with the habs, I think in 3.3, the hab system is going to be not that different than uh, what we have currently in 3.2, except for there will be persistence when you're in the session, so you can go back to your hab and through it, but our long-term plan is you have a dedicated hab that is actually a unique location you can go to, and every player has a different one, and yep. we have a city big enough to be able to sort of handle that, to support and the it. other landing sounds, which you will see in a little bit. So and we left, we left off last time, we saw Hurston, but we only saw the exterior, so now we're going to get the interiors. Very close to the city, or you might have to last take a train out to the exterior. your house. To your house, yes, exactly. And you'll sort of see the scale when we get out of the city. <laughs> so let's wake up, Glenn. We'll get up. Lazy. And <laughs> <laughs> you had a night last night. Look at that. There's some beer. Reading, 
Yeah, Glenn's, and this will be a personal choice. You can have a messy half. This Maria said it earlier. Or a tidy half. It'll be completely up to you how you want to. Glenn gets given a hard time by Chris. Items, but uh, let's go. I don't know. It's kind of more, let's let's get a cup of Joe. Yep. So this is uh, this is actually going to be showing off our. This is a more in-depth interaction system and how this can lead to missions because we want you to pick up things. We I like want how to have the and be able to look around and hunt for clues and those types of things. Go ahead and get your coffee. Love how, for the sake of realism, everything is super dirty. Right. So yeah, we have a cup of coffee. We have yeah, the lived in lived in world system. Where yeah, we can, but uh, lived in and never taken yeah, care of ever. Look at all items, so you'll be able to compare to the uh, premise of three, three, uh, Loreville. The environment was a factor in everything. So it's really yeah, emphasized. Fastcart, your audio is buffering a little bit, just so you know you're breaking up every time you're speaking now, so I don't know if it's buffering. You know, the other thing, too, is that, you know, we have to think about what this coffee means, that it's not just decorative. You know, we always talk about whenever Chris puts something in Star Citizen, it has meaning. So whether this will be a form of buffing or something when you start your day, um, you know, that you're able to do when you're in your hab or what, but it's going to have some function, I'm sure, beyond just cosmetics. Because we've got those same type of things on our ships, you know, where you can eat, you know, uh, without having to pay for it. Elude the eye cash. Ship that needs fuel and you know power and stuff like that. So I'll have a little cup of Joe in the morning. Wake us up. Looks better when my still working out. Much better. And so some of the things we have in the habit here also. You were talking about how this looked lived in. I was saying compared to the 600 eyes, this looked very lived in. Yeah. 600 eyes needs. It looks like a hospital. It's too sterile. And I'm glad it's getting another pass. They are going to do another pass on it. Yeah. Pick them up from crouching. So there's a lot more interactive ability and tactileness. The other thing, longer term, short term, and 3-3, it won't be so important. But we are going to move to what we call a physical inventory system, which means that you have to be able to carry the things you've got. There won't be any sort of magic inventory where you can just go to your Moby Glass and pull out five different armor sets and a hundred different weapons. Keep forgetting some of the stuff is you know already in the game, or they developed you know when you put on your clothes like this cut screen and kind of like the putting things on. It's just cool. It's stuff that we saw ages ago. It's still not in game now, but we can see it. But you can see where their where their vision is of at least the early implementation. Well, that's why the whole thing with eye caching and meshing is so important because when you have these hundreds of items being placed and you have to remember where they are until that happens, we got to carry all the inventory on us. But folks are going to lose their minds when they lose that bag of infinite holding. You know what I mean? They're going to, when you, start, you can't carry everything, people are going to be nuts. Well, especially because we'll probably lose it without, sorry, Kimmy. Um, we'll probably lose it without, you know, too many like, uh, gains to show in the short term. And then they'll, over time, it'll become more, more, you know, understandable as to why it's there. So, uh... On the AI side, we'll see more of it. We go on, but it's the I mean, it's 950. Why can't I have a bag of holding? Actually, be extended beyond ships. Usable system. I think we've talked about in the past. Yeah. Uh, that, uh, Deceive rack. I hope I said that right. Deceive rack. Thank you so much for the follow. Thanks for joining us. Sweeping the 
the floor, to having a drink. Seabrax, good company. Well, you even allowing the player to do the same yeah, thing. Yeah, and, and the player, you can use the same systems and animations. Uh, and so <laughs> yeah, we want to build up. a living, breathing city or locations. Because the, the thing is, in a multiplayer game, if you just rely on the players for the population, the problem is everyone's running around trying to do a mission or earn money and they're sprinting left and right. So the AI is very important to give locations a sense of life, um, which is uh, what we're um, going to be aiming for here. You're going to see more of it. We're going to go down to the base of L19. And when we look back at it, you'll sort of see it's a tall sort of upside down bracket. Uh, like here's the admin office in the in the bit of L19. So again, that's where you could drop off or have things delivered. You know, sometimes it is amazing to do exactly this. You know, sometimes we get used to running through the game so much. It, it's amazing to actually stop and look around sometimes and see the detail that's all throughout the game, the graphics. We're just used to looking at what's in line of sight, but they've done a lot of amazing work when it comes to design and architecture. It's one issue in Warville is still, it nags me. It's the Tammany and Sun sign when you go to that corner and it tells you it's to the left. And I, and I pinpointed it one time and I said, okay, that's where the sign needs to be just above your head uh, to tell you where Tammany and Sons is, but it's, it's problematic. But coming out of to be determined. Travel in orbit, I think we found it more because we stumbled on it more than because we paid attention to that sign, off. right? <laughs> um, but I didn't see any one of them. But that's because it's also systemic. So it doesn't always happen on cue because it's not scripted. It's, it's really uh, cool, though. Gonna, one of the things we'll we were talking on, on the on the captain's table yesterday is about uh, how uh, uh, the signs sort of the are you know, visual, kind of, well, L, right, L19 and, and how it translates yeah, into the physical the, world. Because we were talking I mean, about, this, um, this is about uh, the, the new UI and how, uh, you know, the, the, the yeah, new shifts, the 100 series has individual buttons. So it, this was the question about um, uh, the thought system, inner thought system. And so, um, you know, I, I think ideally they want to get rid of inner thought. It should be that you see the signs saying where to go, just like just like we have it here, and it's super frustrating. It's out of place. Mm -hmm. I think the thought process is uh, in the thought systems was a catch-all, but as they develop and had the back-end services and everything set, then you can mitigate and and then balance out. Uh, those those inner thoughts into uh, commands such as the uh, control panels and such. So as they go forward and they get the foundational tech laid in, you're going to see some of the things offloaded from the inner thought system. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, and you know, there's uh, when we're talking about UI as well. There's that radial um, collector as well that's coming. So yeah, I, I think they've got a pretty good uh, setup of. Um, of UI and user experience, so UI and UX mm -hmm. um, people at, 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 at CIG. So they're really trying to create a living, breathing world, an immersive world, and you know, user experience and user they're interface is going to be massive. Hey. I just went by. Okay. <laughs> Simple thing. That's that's the the key, sure. You want a drink or I something? Need yeah, I do uh, a lot of um, development and design in my work, and, you know, it, to make something simple and elegant is a lot of work sometimes. Oh, yeah. 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 In kind of a messed up way.
Now I love this because at this demonstration two years ago, this was scripted and it worked, right? But then once we got it, we had a guy who just stood there for the next two years and now we finally got the bartender <laughs> actually working now, you know? But it was nice to see it. Microtech. And now they've got all the bars working now. They're, they're all working at the major places now. Those three, I think there's three or four of them that do have the working bartender. Notice how they're also refreshing to see. Go ahead, Kimmy. It's also refreshing to see them expanded out to the NPCs as well. Because if you go in now, you're starting to see more activity of the NPCs. Dialogue, yep, interactions, great. What were you going to say, Fast Card? I was going to say, notice how the liquid is, 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 is inside when it's on the table. Yep. Yeah. I think everybody was laughing for that very reason. Mm -hmm. <laughs> in the future, when we're talking about the player status, you'll be able to drink too much, stumble around, have yeah. those, those types of wonderful things. Yeah, maybe you have one drink, you'll have a little bit of courage, you know, like a little bit more strength in combat, but too many drinks. Red Dragon, why would you be depressed? <laughs> Trains, yeah, you, you know, uh, ST Tosin, you, you probably will be able to get a, a bartender in your Phoenix. The thing is, you'll have to hire him uh, or her uh, or them um, uh, monthly. Like, it'll have to be a, you know, a, like a salaried, salaried employee. Mm -hmm. uh, we got an invite to go see That's a good point, Stem. It makes sense in regards to the types of ships and what NPCs mean to those particular uh, manufacturers, such as. Of course, we, we're going to see the uh, the Idrises have those military style of NPCs, so it would make sense to bring those type of man, uh, NPCs over to the 890 jump and those type of job uh, categories. One of the multiple ones. 100%. I told Stim yesterday, I want a chef NPC. That's what I'm looking for. I need somebody to cook the food. And I want a chef, uh, actual PC in real life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to save uh, Paul the Octopod life in game and have, have him owe me a life, a life bet, and he'll just be my bartender for life. Ooh, there we go. I have to save him from some terrible fate. Exactly. I don't know. I think I think because you can bequeath all of your. Yeah, obviously like a death tax, but you can pass things on to your uh, your children or, or an NPC when you pass. I think uh, not being enslaved to somebody for the rest of life, I'd, I'd take the death. Even with med pens, you still need to go back and get medical help and fix yourself up, just like repairing a, you know, you're like a ship, you repair yourself. So here we are, reclamation and disposal. That looks so much like the uh, the new cargo um, area. Hey, pops, cover up uh, Corona. Yes, hey, how about it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remember back when we could have to listen and not have to worry Still, about everything? Really? I think. Hello, welcome to reclamation and disposal. My name is Clovis Darnelli. This guy looks too too much like me. To <laughs> shady. Shady AF. <laughs> what can I do for you on this? Old are you? Fine day? <laughs> Not as old as he is. That's for sure. Got a little Hitchcock going on. <laughs> you gave us a about work. Let's ask about that. 
looking for work. If you're not particularly concerned with shades of morality, I may have a lead on some, well, let's just call Animation it questionable materials yeah. in shades the forceful collection. The devils and this was and the, the details, uh, This I was the big one where they were announcing Foyt well. as well, too, so, mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, all the mocap that they've been doing. I mean, clearly this is all motion capture. You know, this okay. isn't actually mm -hmm. like Void uh, that's, that's happening, but um, it was important for them to get uh, the audio synced up to the, to the lip movements of the characters. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they were doing that in uh, Squadron 42, making sure it was dialed in. Clovis Darnelli, it comes to me now. Clovis, yeah, Clovis. Darnelli. Clovis. What a name, huh? You add, you add a, a V into any name and it immediately gives it some kind of edge to it. <laughs> you know? It's like like okay. Veronica or yes. Olivier. <laughs> yeah, this is that V in there. It gives it, it gives it like a passion, but also a little bit of a dark side to it. Remember how flubbed out this was? Everybody cracked up yeah. laughing. How's it going? <laughs> Glenn. Chris was Glenn like, was it worked when we tested it. It looks like he's trying to beatbox. Just that glued helmet to the cameras is too much, you know? Yeah. It's funny you said that they had an uh, area that you did the VoIP uh, testing uh, for the game in another area or basement of the convention. Mm. All right, so we, we, we come, obviously there's still some kinks in the facial, something like that. Just a little bit. I'm not, I'm not sure whether uh, we calibrated correctly. And doesn't Chris have glasses or not? Chris does have glasses. Yeah, so, uh, but that, that is an example of com calls in RTT with the face over IP, not the best example of, of the quality that you can get out of it. But we have face over IP that's working right now in the 3.3 OCS branch that the Embercaddy is. They can actually play it, too. And they could, yeah, they'll also be able to go and oh, you're buffering again, in the land room, the Drake. Buffering uh, again, buddy. Land room. Um, okay, so... So that's L19. That is, or yeah, sorry, that is the, that's, that's the house that we were at in the security building. Yeah, behind the security building. And then where's the, like, the worker trades? Uh, we're going to head, head to Sydney. I saw the picture of everybody adding Vs into uh, our names. Yeah. We're going to buy some armor. It's we're going to buy a multi-tool Give me well. comrade. We need that for the mission. Like so it. straight ahead, that is to the business district that will be... That's, that's where Kimmy's talking about, right there. Going down to Tammany and Sons. Tammany. <laughs> You can always stop and grab some food, but when you're on your way out from shopping. Is it better now? Uh, now it is, yes. Yeah, don't try to cosplay that. I forgot what I was saying now. Uh, Cheap plastic bags. Food is the thing now. Yeah. apparatus things. It could, could, may not end well. Yeah. Another interesting fact of Loreville, they said that we're going right, to so be uh, we're going to actually be um, be able to go to the corporate bu building the there and eventually open Odyssey. it up. Uh, very mm -hmm. cool. So uh, we're just gonna get it. By the helmet. Okay. 
I think we're all ready to see the new iteration of this for the uh, Moby Glass the with the building blocks. Yeah, we have the suit. We yeah. need to go get the multi-tool. Gonna help them add a lot more features. So think mm -hmm. of the multi-tool like uh, your Possibly personal star utility item that will have different attachments that you can I forgot the multi-tool came in in 2018. Use, whether that be cutting mm -hmm. or welding or, or at least salvaging. displayed. Hopefully mining, I can talk him into mining. Yeah, like like small scale mining. Yes. It's funny Very he says cool. there that hopefully I can talk them into mining. So at this yeah. time, mining was not what the multi tool was going to be for. It's pretty interesting. You sure we got the thing? Come on, say Tosin, you got to hang in there. It's coming. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay then. Hey, you only did buy the helmet, by the way. Just let you know. Rigged. Hey, Gladestone. Did it not let you be able to buy the RSI suit? No, it, I don't think it gave him the right items. I think I know the answer to that. Not even, but I don't want to give away spoilers. Okay. Yeah. All right. Write that up as a bug. Yes. Put a little armor on top of the RSI. Uh... Love how they're talking live. Oh, yeah, add that to the backlog. Yeah, yeah, put yeah, the, yeah, write that up as a bug. No, Gladestone, Gigi's we'll not on tonight. Uh, yeah, she's not on this week. Yeah, you don't need she might be in the room somewhere. I don't know. She even might be the watching. Even quality's bad, it is breathable. All right. Okay. The original Grib. Thank you for the follow. So we're going to make our way to train station gladestone i hope you don't so just come to this show just because gg's on here you know the rest of us look pretty good too so there's actually functioning i don't know if you saw that but there's functioning trains in uh lorville we're actually going to get on it'll be interesting to see the where these trains path. lead to throughout yeah, the rest of lorville there you go, see? Um, and uh yeah you there's actually a uh, which is very cool, and even when you're flying outside, you can see yeah. the trains on their tracks going the between the different stations. Yeah, the neat thing about the landing zones is they can constantly add more stuff. Like if they add a new feature, mm. they can just add a new zone, you know, and they'll keep getting further and further out, <laughs> mind you, but... I went, out with, uh, I went out with some friends last night, and we went to, uh, we did a mission down on Microtech, and oh my god, they, the, the new enhancements that we they've been the adding on the back end are beautiful. The grass, and they've just added so much right new here. stuff quietly, and it just looks gorgeous. The colors are more vibrant. Uh, there's oh, more nice. foliage. It's, it's got greater height. Uh, we were blown away by it. We literally, before we went to do the mission, we actually stopped just to look at the graphics change. So it was that significant. We like hang out too long, we tell us to move along. Again, there's still some pinks if everyone's working out on that side of stuff. You look at the detail yeah, that's to, uh, in here, and sometimes it, it makes you wonder center, when people say, what's uh, taking so long? And it's like, yeah. <laughs> Just look around, you know? And that giant single fan uh, mm -hmm. that we see up there, it just makes me think of uh, Total Recall. Yeah, yeah. Mars with the plant with the wind air, yeah. Exactly. But in this case, you need to push the soot out. That's true. To put that sucker on reverse, he says. That's funny. Uh, <laughs> so that's where we need to go to get our ship. To Metro Center. 
That movie. Puerto recall. What about a fast card you broke up? Say it one more time. We heard the last part. This would be an interesting location to recreate the protocol. Ah, okay, yeah. Take a look. We can see above. Train arriving in 103 seconds. What about the other track? Look at the other track. Train arriving in. Just train times have come a long way. Oh, yeah. What were they like almost two minutes before Kimmy? Something like that? They were a long two, three minutes. They were a while, right? When they first put it out? I forgot about that. So actually walk out and go and take the other train. Glenn, you want to do that? Just watch it go. One thing that you will notice is that the transitions between teleports or between elevators as well as just basically like a fancy transport. Off it goes. Let's go to the other train. So, okay, we got 53 seconds. We're simulating this. Is, we're going to do Actually, the waiting didn't bother me, weirdly enough. It, I mean, I like it the way it is now, but it didn't irritate me when we had to wait. It didn't bug me either. I had to wait 50 seconds playing yesterday. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, that was the longest I waited in, in quite a while. Mm -hmm. I must have been just yeah. like a brand new train or something well, but uh, that, it doesn't bother me waiting a little bit running, uh, i don't like yeah, waiting but it's uh, it, you know it kind of uh, adds to the immersion if we, if we get everything we want to too quickly um, it doesn't have that immersion mm -hmm. you know until we have that um, everything like, that goes I mean, now we we have to spawn and run to something every time uh, you know when we when past you know live release we're going to be uh setting up a scenario whereby we can take off from our own home or doing something we're right. to make it better right now we're kind of forced so it's nice that they dial the times down but in the end yeah we definitely want the journey to be meaningful we're going to do some other stuff but our train is definitely right on time so the ai in the future will be able to transition uh between the spaceport and uh l19 right now they don't so it will be a you know, I'm yeah, just seeing all the it, all the AI walking around. All I can think off, of is Tony Zervik's talk uh, about like how all the quanta so, in 2019 they're going to be, you know, going from from uh, center to center and landing and, and doing what they're doing. And if someone changes, it changes. We're going to have all of these, you know, 24-hour cycles that that NPCs will have. You know, we're getting NPC homesteads where they're going to live and they're going to travel into the city and they're going to have a 24-hour work schedule. Unbelievable. It's more so of the effects of the NPCs that when you look at the 90% compared to us, which is the 10. And it's, it's kind of a, when you see an area that's not populated with a lot of people, then you see more of the NPC uh, activity. And then you see the reversal. Once you have areas that are saturated with actual people, you'll see less of them. But the effects. Uh, of the NPCs themselves, the coming and going and the taking away of resources is still present in game, even though you don't see them. Keeps the world feeling lived in, basically. Yeah, well said. 
like have actual, I wonder if they'll get rid of, um, I mean, right now we don't have, uh, uh, anyway, you have to be in party to so see people's are, names uh, above, the, above them, the um, which, which, which is a good thing. And, you know, sometimes you can't even see names above people if they are in party. Uh, but, you know, if people walk, if we can make it so that players have the same walk, I mean, most of the time we just run everywhere we're going as a player, right? It's ridiculous. The stamina system, once that, you know, is properly implemented, that will help things out. But, I, you know, it's great that somebody can just walk and and not not be taken for, you know, a player. You can actually hide in plain sight. Yeah, it might be great to walk. It might be. Places, <laughs> and, you know, depending on what you carry, dig, dig. there'll be checkpoints, so you won't be able to necessarily, say, carry weapons or contraband. Uh, and that's kind of what these custom points are. They're not fully operating uh, yet, but that's the longer-term goal. Won't be in 3.3, but as the law and order system comes in, that's all going to be part of it. And here we are. Just, just for the smugglers, that makes it a little bit more interesting. Yeah, you got to find a backdoor entrance yeah. or how to come or how to hide it. And smuggling is a specific kind of gameplay that we are going to. Yeah, St. Tosin, remember, they so used to be, if you walked up to them, board. they'd actually tell you to move along or they'd make a remark to you, sort of and then they out. took that out. There's a lot of yeah, things they'll put in just for AI testing AI sake, and then they remove it. Uh, I was oh. looking at when we were in the HAB, how he was able to pick up the coffee, for example. If you remember when the HABs uh, first came out, you could pick up the plates, the coffee, later. you could pick up everything. Same thing with the 890. When the 890 came out, you could pick up all the glasses in the bar, and now everything's glued down because it's not necessary. Not to mention the toll that's got to be taking on servers, having, you know, 500 items on an 890 that are loose. <laughs> uh, I don't know, are there any has anyone ever looked down there to take, to take a closer look at the ships? Yeah, the ones, yeah. the ones on the uh, deck down there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do we disable the ships coming and going? I don't no. know. How do they look in, um, so on there? Spaceports, you'll come. There'll be sort of hubs. So they normally there'll probably be a ship dealer. There is actually a ship dealer. The only place the I see where the ships don't look that great uh, is on our corp, on. the ones that are running uh, through that highway tunnel. And you can so tell those aren't very one good. For Club, one for sort of UE, USO style. One, uh, I mean, there's a Phoenix and Art Corp that, look, that is um, only half done. Mm -hmm. Exterior. It'd be nice if they replace uh, those ships with the 100R series that's coming out pretty soon. Mm. We're good to see that. Yep. Yeah, we'll take the new Mustang, which is to be reworked. Your ship has been delivered Not to the Aurora. Aurora. <laughs> no. Uh, I think um, Griffin said it's a P2U pack today, right? There was a PTU patch, so yes. They're still dealing is, with the inventory the issue. Kimmy and I have run into this where uh, you go to prison. Sometimes to items that you're carrying with you either stay on you or when you come out of prison, you've lost stuff. Sometimes you're going to prison, you'll still have all your weapons on you. And then when you come out of prison, you're still wearing your prison armor. So that's one of the things they're doing, the loadouts right now is where the testing's on. So, they try to keep that, the, your inventory, like, off the back end services, but yep. they need, um, we'll they need the foundational to, uh, tech, like yesterday. Here, sorry, Glenn, yeah, Glenn's reminding me. Uh, long term, you're also going to be able to take, uh, like, transit, just the same like we have the transit system in the train, commercial transport to different locations on the planet or off-world. So that would be where that would be down in the spaceport, and we would build that. So. As an NPC, you could fly your own ship, or you could take a ship to get there, basically a Starliner. So let's go down um, to the hangar. And uh, in 
mention the Starliner. We've got two hangar types uh, that we built, which is the large hangar and the extra I can't wait for the Starliner. I think the Genesis is one of my most, it's definitely one of my most anticipated ships. Too big of a, um, I just, really hang up the whole Mustang, concept of just, well, you know, flying back and yeah, forth, back and forth trading. And, uh, I don't know why I like it so much. It's, it's kind of the Care Bear gamer in me, I guess, but the small hangar will um, come in line. There are it's basically a space airline pilot. It's, 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 it's a cool like, idea. It places in the space port, it's just we haven't finished. We were talking about the, um, Starlight last week, in fact, and our multi-purpose ship, so. Nice. Yeah, that's right. It's one of the, it's one of the ones that's going to be converted for military use and cargo as well. So it's going to be a great cargo hangar, ship, actually. Will fit lots of ships. Starliner yeah, definitely the adds to no. the premise of NPCs again, actually term, getting on that ship and uh, moving we'll about moving through the system, uh, whether it means performing jobs or going to work. Yeah, I wonder, you know, if, if you own your place, own Genesis, rather, you know, how that works for, you know, your reputation system and how many NPCs would jump on your on your ship to go fly, like... The, the better your rep and the less you charge, the more players you get. Like, how does that work, you know? Or the you know more they're, gonna, they're, they're probably going to start with some basic mission stuff. If you've noticed, they've got the commercial departures set at our corp and Hurston and New Babbage. Oh. So you pull a mission yes, yes, yes. and you, you go there. And basically, I can easily see them saying something as simple as, are you delivering them safely? Are you delivering them on time? Uh, are you departing on time? The things still evaluate you on until they finally do get the reporting where it says, you know, other things like how well do you treat the passengers? Those are things that they talked about later coming on board with it. Um, yeah. I'm excited about it too. I, I, that's just a right, whole like, different thing. Like the mix master. Yeah, I'm excited about the reputation system as well. I'm excited to see how you will implement it in game. Yeah, a hundred percent fast card, and and it, it almost makes you think now when you, when when you talk about it, it's not just the rep from like the mission givers that you know you, you know that your mission giver is the customer a lot of the times, but you know in this case where you're flying around passengers, it's almost like you know crowdsourcing your reputation because you're getting ratings from each passenger, like that one passenger that you know you spilt the the coffee on them or something. Like I'm trying to come up with an idea. You know they give you a one or a zero or something out of five, right? Get your Uber rating, basically. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. It's basically, Only. chasing after that 100 yeah, percent uh, oh, yeah, or five well. star in your travels. Yeah, and that's that's one of the reasons why I got the the 890 as well, is because you know it's going to be uh, less people to please, but a lot more picky clients. So we're um, also introducing uh, a restricted zone. Just, just different problems, area, really. Which is like, you know, no. More, more uh, did we run out of champagne so versus, you know, baby crying in the third row. Uh, <laughs> over there, right there is, is where you uh, yeah. spawned. It's a great view so of the Kraken down there on the platform. And I don't know if we can see, but you, you Remember when you could just go up and up and up? I know it's very frustrating with the splines for some people, but the splines don't make sense right now because in general you're just seeing all this open space and saying why can't i just but when air traffic comes in later when you start talking about a seven to one or five to one ratio of other ships that are flying in and out star fairs and everything else your field of view is only so far you know what i mean and you'll have it's, it's like any other air traffic you're going to have to basically go where controllers tell you to go at least in populated areas you know the major cities 
Think about the uh, the air traffic control um, crisis two decades back when they went on strike and the government went nuts because uh, they didn't have anyone to actually um, uh, direct airplane traffic and there were so many near misses in the air it was it was ridiculous. The Almighty Mustang. Mm-hmm. The Mustang ship hated last play. week. <laughs> I remember they released the uh, CitizenCon 2018 version of the Mustang, too. Yeah, yeah, the Vindicator. Is, mm -hmm. it, is it the Vindicator? I think that's the name of it. It's a white one. Oh, yeah. The only, the only special one I really remember is the uh, the Omega, the AMD promo. Actually. Don't be the Omega, man. I get one for like six, six years now. Oh, man. Delta was the military. Mm -hmm. Gamma, Gamma's the racer, right? Yes. Yeah, Gamma and the Omega are both racers. Is the Omega faster? What's what's its deal? Omega has two engines. You know, Gamma has one. But as far as I can call, they're both um, the same. So, uh, Hurston's actually built like out of six Same top clowns. speed, acceleration and stuff. Uh, we've got Desert, Savannah, Acidic. They had to do a rework for the Mustang trash, as well. I think this was the coast. new rework that they were also introducing so where the wing was integrated with the engines um, or something. Well, the landing gear and the wing was all integrated. And so mm -hmm. it was pretty much broken. If you destroyed the wing, you couldn't land. Yeah, <laughs> right. And, and people got really <coughs> frustrated that the skid went away. They kept it as like an art so piece, but it's not a landing thing. Yeah, that was Elwin Bachelor who did the rework. And that's mostly just for uh, traversal reasons, because it already, you'll see, it already takes quite a while to fly. Do you guys take on for wheels on uh, spacecraft with, uh, versus like skids? I very rarely roll in, even when I have a ship that does have wheels. I still usually come down more VTOL than anything, but I've watched people do roll in landings, and it always looks cool to me. You know, it's just for control's sake, I, I always VTOL more than anything. I just wonder if we're actually going to taxi anywhere. You know? It could happen. Maybe I'll look at the turn. You know, again, Chris doesn't put stuff in the game if it's not going to have a purpose. So, I've watched people land those vanguards and stuff. You know, using the wheels and stuff to take off with them. So, usually, you just have to have a good enough flat surface with the length. We just don't have anything with a, a runway length to do it. I guess. And also have multiple branches to it. I guess it's I guess it's neat that you know if if you land with a let's say a warden you can use the is, is the warden that has the tracks on the back yep. which one oh uh, yeah. no the warden's got wheels doesn't it yeah, oh it's got the tracks in the wheels track? tracks in the wheels right mm -hmm. yeah the tracks yep. on the back for, yep, for yep. one of one of the vanguard series yeah you um, and you know i guess you could uh, track it's weird it only has tracks on the back so, uh, <laughs> cool what, what value is there to that Maybe it doesn't sink in. It's got to be some method to the madness. It's got to be some yeah. method to the madness. It's got to be. Why can't it just be madness sometime? <laughs> I'm not paying for madness. I'm paying for method. Trust me. <laughs> I hear you, the fast card. 
Uh, so this this was really cool. This is about the greenest we saw for a long time on Hurston. Mm. What company is TGS? Uh, you know, for the 1% of Hurston that they've got their, you know, walled gardens. And Ooh, it's Commander Sigma. I think it's a great starship, but it... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, Commander Sigma says maybe we'll have some epic taxiing off the Kraken or the Idris. Oh, I like that. Yeah, because really, I mean, why, why do you need... I guess there's no real sort of runway on the Kraken. It's really just launch pads. Mm-hmm. Imagine crashing on, on onto a kraken. Like pad ramming the kraken oh. to kill it. Yeah. <laughs> pad ramming the kraken. And we have in the uh, the new flight model, which I believe is going to be as you uh, definitely see where planetary tech has really uh, no, advanced, mm -hmm. especially with the, the height mapping. I think it's one um, so the new one has a lot more accurate on the same token was just saying it's amazing how far the game has come. Uh, I mean, we were ooing and eyeing to something this mundane. Yeah. This was I mean, this was amazing to still see it still. I mean, it still looks good. It holds up. But like you said, it's just done leaps and bounds since then over the last two years. It's beautiful out there now. Up in space, which is really good. Uh, and, I was and recently also, blown away with the, the new ship, patch so like, when I went out where water was and I could hear the waves, and I was like, oh wow, like that is so cool. Flies a lot better and can turn much tighter in atmosphere than, say, an Aurora, which is basically a flying brick. Speaking of water, uh, the next patch should have yeah. uh, seaweed and things that float cool on the top of the surface. That's the advent of us actually falling into water, maybe floating as well. That's going to be big. It's going to be so big. Landing right water. You know, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna so say the, that Star Citizen has really made it when we start to have like to planets with underwater civilizations. And then from there, it's about uh, submersibles. I don't want to get yeah. started. Stem. That, I don't want to yeah. get started. Yeah, I you know, I want that six hundred <laughs> and that eight hundred water to go into water. As far as I'm concerned. Are you pro it or for it? Pro or against, Kemi? Well, you got to look at. I'll, I'll get the smile on your guys' face. When you look at the 890 jump, you can't help but think of the movie Fifth Element and what all that means. And when you say 890 jump and it's fully realized that you're talking about the advent of these locations that you fly to and giving these pretty views and you've got to set that thing on water and just yeah. sit there and, and let the sun set and it's just like okay five stars five stars five stars we're coming back <laughs> right. on this tour <laughs> with this guy you know so yeah yeah it has to set on the water yeah it has I, to. I, I agree i agree we got to get there it's got to be that sort of cruise ship well i want the 890 on the water just like kimmy said and i want the 600 under the water <laughs> A lot of people talked about that, uh, Griff. That's been a, a heavy conversation. Oh, you're going for a landing. And this is it's still beautiful. I mean, this Savannah looks great. On uh, on the yacht club, um, we worked with a guy named uh, by the name of Doctor Contrast. 
that um, he's an industrial designer. He's worked. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, and 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 so we worked with the with the uh, with the community, everybody in the uh, on the show, and all of our followers. And we went through a decision decision tree process. We designed a starship five. together, mm. and he drew it. It was absolutely that. amazing. It was cool. Um, you guys gave the prints right. out, right? Didn't we you give the prints out or something like that for that? Yeah, yes. Yeah. So, so we did a live stream, um, obviously, but it was a, a, a giveaway, and we, we did it for a charity. So it was a charity uh, mm. charity giveaway. And so if people gave in twenty five bucks, they got a print sent out to them. Um, and then we ended up, and then if they gave 50 bucks, we gave them like challenge coins and stuff like that too. It was, it was a really, really cool um, mm -hmm. uh, event. But one of the things is, is as we designed the ship, um, I had to go through this process of creating like a, a, a completely totipotent um, uh, branching path of how we could go as whether, you know, what the roles for that ship were. So, so I'm gonna use this uh, uh, over and over again. We've only done it the once, but uh, we ended up creating um, a science-based vessels, research and development that has had farming, industrial farming. So I've got categories and subcategories, and each ship can so have two. And then based upon how it's Very designed, you can have, you, you know, you can put points towards different things as you work on it. And so we ended up doing voting. They, mm. they vote as they go. We had, we had this amazing ship, but one of the things uh, we had done is, is you know, you could have um, the design of the ship, and one of the designs is is an underwater ship, right? So it's a ship that's able to be, and you've got you know amphibious versus you know, uh, yeah, so pretty neat. And then uh, that one ended up having a um, a command module, but you know, it's like, well, how does it go and get its um, samples as a farming ship? Does it have a command module? Does it have a snub ship that goes down? Does it does it land itself, or is it something that you know? can only be in space pretty neat now scavian just so you know this is 2950 they can make a ship that goes inward and outward on pressure i'm not going to let you get away with that comment <laughs> Go ahead, we had the conversation before i know i know quick kimmy i'm sorry to cut you off. we're at the by the way guys this is the wreckage of the satellite this was the mission that he was given and he's got to go in here and pull a card quick kimmy well it just speaks to when you're talking about underwater submersibles this speaks to the science it speaks to the science fiction when you ever you you got to give uh you know you got to give credit to jacques Cousteau back in the oh, day yeah. and you have to give credit to Twenty Thousand leagues under the sea back in the day and as we look throughout the verse we see these love letters of sci-fi throughout its universe so it's got to happen did you ever see subquest uh esv sequest yeah sequest the animated or the the, the live version um oh the the uh the, the sitcom or the, the episode the episodic show yeah you don't put it out it's pulling is there a live version yeah, that's what he meant he meant the sitcom okay yeah yeah, yeah. oh yeah i didn't know there's an animated one maybe i saw that Live you know, I was hoping that one day, what we've seen recently with coming up about flames and fire, that we'd be start becoming impacted by it. So I'm looking forward to this whole thing of fire and taking damage, you know, from heat and fire now, where you could even maybe even be around the heat for so long. Because right now, you can go do that mission, and you know what I mean, as long, you're okay. But I want it to be where even if you stay there too long, you start to feel the effects of being around the very intense flame. Yeah. Griffin, I don't need shows a... that we're going to see the opposite. Using, I mean, mm -hmm. we've, we've had Griffin, I don't need a... Okay, Brad, he looked at the dog You broke up fast, Car. You said you don't need what? Uh, sort of okay. Okay. Another game, a healer say, don't stand on fire. Oh. <laughs> <Stage one, laughs> don't stand on fire. Yeah, you'll be able to... 
And different types of fire, right? Radiation. But uh, you make a good point, uh, Griff, that you pointed this out, that this is probably where they started looking at fire as a thing to develop and be part of the game. We're definitely going to see this in Squadron 42 in regards to Vandal attack, so. Oh, definitely. Wow. You know, when, when when we were looking at uh, Inside Star Citizen over the last you know couple of weeks, and they were talking about you know fire propagation. Is this the jump? It's like old school. Yeah, this is the jump. Yeah. Right. <laughs> this is the me to cut you off. This is the jump. Go, sprint. Go. Ready, ready, ready. Control pad. <laughs> exactly, Kimmy. That's the problem, Use right? Use the control Use pad. That game pad. That game pad ain't gonna cut it. That's it. No, he, no, that, that, that's the actual problem. Can, can, can you guys hear, hear me right now? Yeah. Yeah, we can hear you. Yeah. Okay. So, so I, I talked to him after the show, and um, you know, he looked haggard because everyone, everyone was giving him crap about about missing the jump, <laughs> but um, he said that um, during the presentation, he had a, a light shining on shining onto his monitor. And it was directly, it, 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 the, the light was shining directly on, on, onto the area in the center of the monitor. So he had a blind spot. So that's why he kept, he, he, missed, the, he missed the jump. Now he's making excuses. That's what I was going to say. Typical CIG <laughs> I mean, excuse. You got a day before CIG to practice excuse. all this stuff, dude. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to see, depending on, on, on how big that, you know, that glare is. But yeah. But what if? What a thankless job. Like, it's super scripted. He's got to do it. He's got to anticipate what Chris wants. If Chris All says, oh, just look over here or whatever. And then he's got to get it right. And anything he does wrong, it's just... Boom! Uh, this is a good go. People actually felt bad for him. They actually felt bad for him. Yeah, I did too. And, and he messed up his legs. And he messed up his legs. Look, he's bleeding. That's, that's even worse. Enter the God Code. Hurry up. Hurry up and heal. Hurry up. Man. Hurry up. Oh, no. Nope. Hurry up. He ain't going to make it. Nope. He is not going to make nope. it. Nope. Better work fast, buddy. That screen's almost black and white. Yeah, I think it was V back then. Ah. Uh, he could forget it. Oh. <laughs> this was Karma oh, one, Glenn. There it is. He <laughs> <laughs> can forget it. Yeah. Can you play, can we, can we fast forward the video like five minutes now? Got to have that med pit in the right spot. Didn't didn't they? He jumps it? to I'm it. He remember. jumps to the spot. Yeah. He doesn't. We don't go through all that again. I don't yeah. think. Does he? I thought I thought they jumped to where he was there. Uh, there's a little bit. Of, there's a little bit of it, but not much. Yeah. He's there. A little bit. Oh no. He's he went like to another. He says segment. we're going to cheat. He says we're going to cheat. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like a minute. What was amazing in that video, if you guys uh, noticed that, uh, you saw the shadow of him attempting to jump, but he didn't jump. He just stepped into that pit. The shadow basically was mimicking exact, his exact movement. I thought that was pretty amazing. Also, when I, when I talked to him after the show, this is him. He actually said this. He's, <laughs> you, you, you might kill me for, for saying it, but this is, I'm quoting him. He, he actually said that. He said, white men can't jump. <laughs> this is him saying that. That's funny. <laughs> it's such a trope. Yeah, I think I the fans it. are good, had a good humor about it. You know, I mean, these are, weirdly mm -hmm. enough, it, the non-perfect demonstration is great. You know what I mean? If we saw everything flawless, mm -hmm. you know, it makes you question and wonder. 
But the fact yeah. that the you devs are the ones doing this, and Glenn has become a favorite for doing this stuff. Oh, All right, yeah. here we go, buddy. He's now, pumped now. He's pumped this time. Go, 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 go. Yeah. <laughs> Fourth time to charm, and he made it. Yeah, he's pumped. Is this? And we all cheered. I remember that. We all cheered like, 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 like really <laughs> loudly for him when he made it. Would you say, Kimmy? Is this actually in the game yeah. still? Yeah, this this mission. Okay. It's, it doesn't. It, you don't pull it from up here though. It's on the side, if I'm remembering correctly. Interesting. Yeah, and you can just go and find it and walk around it and stuff. Mm -hmm. And this goes to the tactileness that we want. I mean, you, you don't have to play the, the Mario Brothers music for, for that jump anymore. This is garbage. Don't need that. Oh, we were talking about this on another show the blade and the um, stuff like that for, for putting cartridges in. Yeah. There you go. So, is that what this is? is? Was that like a power module or something, or a for this computer? One? I needed so, AI blades. No, this is a data blade. card. This is a data card over here. Yes, this is the blade. This mission could have ended here, and you had the prototype as one of the things, or it could carry on, and someone's taken it. In this case, someone has taken it. So we got to figure out. It's, it's great to see how they use those codes to identify objects mm -hmm. and how they carried it over to the actual cargo aspect or cargo running where you have yeah. multiple cargo boxes with specific yeah, coded numbers to yeah. them. <laughs> so it's refreshing to see them uh, recycle the tech throughout the game, but yet it's still different in how you approach it. Yeah, and that's, that's an early vision into kind of how physicalized inventory is going to be so important. Mm -hmm. Yes. Cut away those restraints there. Now this I actually cannot wait for. This is coming up. They've talked about this now with the multi-tool now. The welding. Mm -hmm. Yes. Very nice. Good point, Griff. You mean it's been two years and it's still not in the game, Griff? Hopefully it will allow us to track where the prototype is. Just like hand mining, we'll, see, we'll probably see hand salvaging, like going into the black box and cutting away, cutting away metal and uh, being able to reach other um, components and stuff. That's right. That's a good yes, point. Yes, components, rooms. I didn't even think about that. That's true. Have you guys played uh, Subnautica and, of course, um, it's the other uh, space game where oh, you've got a multi-tool? Uh, the salvaging games. Ha uh, how hard, hard, not hard space. Hard, the people who make hard space made the game. I know what you're talking about, though. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Um, the one that Sony bought is the one I'm thinking of. Uh, okay. Uh, geez, kicking my come on, guys in chat. Let me know the one Hello Games. <laughs> it was hugely controversial. It's a oh, you're talking about oh, you're talking about uh, No Man's Sky. Yes, thank you very oh, much. Oh, I thought you were talking about this other one. Okay, gotcha. Oh, sorry. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know you were talking about. Oh yeah, that I one. thought you. Were, yeah, sorry, you I know. Right. Recent. Okay, a little, little brain fart. Let oh, me stop for a second, real quick, because this is we got something coming up. Oh, I yeah. want to make sure we cover here. <clears throat> yeah. Now this was the part that we didn't expect in the show. I mean, we knew something was going to happen, but this was a great reveal. Ooh, Shit, they're tearing I that ship up, aren't they? <laughs> 
That's got to be a terrible feeling when you see a ship blow up and you're the only one down there. <laughs> got to be a terrible feeling. Hey Chris, if you run there, I may need some help. Oh. Someone else, and this would be an example of someone else. It was the pirates and the Cuddy Black. Yeah, and they did uh, use a Cuddy, right? They, they stuck with a little bit of the uh, pirate thing there. And I believe you just called your friend. Kimmy, I already know what you're thinking. You're thinking grenade launcher right about now, I'm sure. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> That's going to be one of the perfect style weapons to have. There it is. Ian, can you cut to camera two? In game. Oh, listen to the music. The, 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 the Ride of the Valkyries theme Chris, is in there. Yeah. Chris, nice. third person. Everybody started going to their cell phones. <laughs> yeah. The whole audience lit up. Cell phones came out and so did wallets. Yeah. I didn't buy it originally. I didn't either. I, I wish I had bought the i've got one but i didn't buy so this, this version the, the liberator version yeah mm. I'm, I'm, I'm not so worried about the unique skin yeah versions it's just a skin yeah. yeah exactly so it's a anvil drop ship uh yeah, we're all gonna have the first the way we want to anyway go ahead kevin oh, no no i was listening to you now this is where cig where the fans love them is that when they present a ship and it's ready to fly you know what i mean you know I, to me that's something that they just need to continue i'd rather wait um instead of hearing that it's in concept or you'll see it three months or six months from now I, listen as far as i'm concerned at this point in the game when you show it to us we're ready to get it and we're ready i mean we want to get it in yeah and and i think that you know it's even for the the you know the og backers right mm -hmm. you know it, it's been so long that we've been waiting for some ships mm -hmm. that now we're at the point where it's like we really want to see it come in right away Danny Merchantman Endeavor I can see him on camera Iron Sights okay we go done we're still having some sync issues in the multiplayer uh, all right, I think, I think we, this was the very the first ship they introduced as first concept right, and able to fly in game. Mm -hmm. I think it was the very first. Yeah, I think I don't it was. Think so. yeah. I think that's something. No, I, I think, think it was something before. Mm, it I don't was know definitely one card. of the first. Where you could buy it then, I don't know. It was definitely one of the first in game that you can fly straight away. Wasn't it yes. um, Polaris? No, 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 no. This is yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, not even in the game yet. It's something. It's, there, there's something. Uh, yeah, Trying to remember. The crunch one says the first two, so maybe I'm mistaken. Okay. All right, somebody. With the saber, let, let it fly when it was a concept. I don't. I don't. Maybe I don't remember the saber being. All right. Thank you very much. I'm trying mate. to think. Three saber. I know this. I'm thinking about the eclipse. That wasn't. I don't know about the saber. You guys got the point I mean the saber raven. Raven. Maybe it's the Raven he's thinking about. Hey, buddy. Hey, how's it going? Yeah, 
I don't know. What, what, one, one Citizen Con, there was a ship that was um, concept and, and flight ready in the same day. From my memory, anyway. Uh, it is, like I said, uh, I mean, before, before this one. Maybe, maybe I am thinking about this one. Who knows? I think it was just the aha moment when, you know, at a citizen con, they're introducing, uh, they were, everyone was on the Kraken. And out of nowhere comes the Valkyrie. And it's like, boom, go ahead and buy it. You, you uh, get in the game, you play it. Now this ship, you know, they uh, just did the competition like between this and the Prowler, the the but the Valkyrie, and the, you know, we, we've kind of so chosen that these are two distinctly different ships. One's much more stealth and uh, where the other one is much more going right into the fire. But uh, this ship is unbelievable. You've got seven people um, that are handling weapons on this ship. But if we go back, uh, we've got, uh, plus 20 people who fly in it, you know, as passengers. It is definitely we'll going to be amazing to see when people are fully implemented using this thing. To tell us about, uh, the Anvil, I remember uh, watching Rexzilla uh, really take it to his oh, yeah. uh, potential with yep. this ship. And, Ask any soldier. And it's all hands on, all hands on deck with this ship. Lost. Based on weapons, oh, here, here's, or the, even I forgot, here's the commercial for it. I forgot about that. one on choices. For over a century, our ships have distinguished themselves in thousands of Gosh, civilian fidelity. and military combat operations. Oh, yeah. Drink. Right, so Nubifire says that the Sable was concept for 36 days until it came out. Mm. 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 That's pretty flight ready as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Especially back then. Yes. Designed to get personnel in and out of the hottest combat zones. Featuring four powerful so It might be the same that I'm thinking about. And this had this is true veto with this shit. To deploy assets. I mean Two or three of these coming in anywhere is going to be amazing. Fitted with a vehicle bay and ramp, you can also efficiently launch ground-based troop transports or reconnaissance yeah. vehicles in the field. Yeah. The whole dropship uh, concept they've got, they got a lot going right now. I mean, they've got Prowler, they've got uh, uh, Valkyrie, they've got the Redeemers coming. Yeah, a lot of dropships. Yep. Well, Stim, when you look at the, um, the star map, you, you, you see why. Um, that's going to be a really a thing in the uh, persistent universe as it, when it really opens up in Vandal space and them knocking, constantly knocking on the door. Yeah, definitely Operation Pitchfork is going to be there too, hey? Do you guys think they'll put an air shield in this thing? At least for the upper level? I'm not worried about down in the vehicle area, in the cargo area, but up top, where your gunners are, that's very vulnerable still when you open up the ramp or open a side door. Yeah, Depends on where you are, for sure. Yeah, it's a tough one, right? Because, you know... If people are using oxygen tanks in their suits, then they only have so much time if that's considered the outside atmosphere. Mm -hmm. Mm 
Oh, new fire ship. She's shield tech is alien. Oh, shield tech is alien. Oh, interesting. Okay, new fire. Thank you. Prowler. Yeah. That goes with the prowler. Okay. Sure. There we go. So yeah, let's switch to player six. Can you turn to the the right, Daryl? There you go. Go to the, I guess to the left, the front. Yep. So it's a full uh, 180 degrees, I guess, uh, full down. So yeah, there, there's two remote gunner seats that you can man the side guns, remote guns, Gatling guns, and then uh, there's a turret gunner on the top. Yeah, no, Skavian, I'm just kind of curious. Uh, I've, I've got that ship, and it's always been a concern of mine. If my people don't want to have to have helmets on, who are operating those guns up top, um, I don't want them to be subject to vacuum once that's implemented. I don't have the ship, but I would imagine there's doors, um, compression doors in, in the interior. Well, you know, they've got one where the guys sit, you know, where the troops are, and they've got one where the pilot sits, but those two guys oh, that are on those side guns, on. the ones with the remote guns, they're ex yes. exposed still. And that's that's where my, not to mention that the beds are even exposed. So, hey, I don't know, maybe they will come up with something. <laughs> yeah, they restock your ammo, man. But the guy who's controlling that gun right there that we're looking at, he's well, exposed to vacuum if the door it, you opens up. Oh, wow. <clears throat> yeah, Nubifier was saying you definitely want to suit up on this ship. Um, and it's you know it, it'll it'll keep that uh, it'll keep that gameplay real and quick and immersive if you have to have your suit on and you might be able to you know run and tap into an oxygen tank or something like that. Listen, I, I like wearing those nice clothes that I buy in Microtech. Okay, I'm trying to show off my fashion <laughs> statement, and you guys are trying to keep me in armor all the time. Maybe your dropship approach is more like Fowler. Yeah, maybe I need to change ships, right? <laughs> Valkyrie isn't the ship for you. Maybe. <laughs> now, I will say in this presentation, the Valkyrie was impressive, but what they did with the Valkyrie in this presentation, it hasn't come up yet. I'm not going to say it, but I, when it comes up, I'll say what impressed me. Love the whole AC-30 thing. I, I think Scuba, Scuba Steve said it best with... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Now, this is the part that impressed me. When they did that, yeah. that was unexpected. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. It, it, it totally makes me think of Halo. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like the Warthog with that TR. Oh, Magic Factor with the, um, the I can't think of the name of the, the vehicle now, but, but yeah. Um, so we have this, the racing version. Did they did I they reveal we of the Tumble oh, yeah, series yeah, yeah. Right, uh, in this at the same time? I can't remember. Oh, oh. I don't recall. Chris was we just talking the about rocks. the different versions of them. You don't run over every single one of them. No. 
Okay, maybe there. Yeah. I can't recall. Um, there are 150 ships, over 150 ships in the game. I can't. It's hard to keep track of all of them, especially when they come out. This is the very first example of underground systems. So we're going to have underground facilities, caves, uh, other kind of things. And this I think the variants came later. Kind of, uh, mm. know, waste storage. Yeah, Crunch, I know it's not a luxury ship. I know. <laughs> well, we'll go check it out. You can't Let's see my cool hairstyle with my helmet on, man. That's the problem. I think the uh, the Tumble series came later after this. It wasn't quite ready. They did some work on it. I remember this because once it was implemented in the game, you were disappointed. And the reason why is because the people who are the bad guys in here are actual human players. <laughs> when we got it, it was the dumbest AI possible. <laughs> yeah. It took a little while. But the AI are good now. They're much better. They're much better now. Out the latest stuff where they okay, have so to go and other, ammo up. Mm -hmm. That's pretty cool. Uh, AI. I think a lot of us were hungover as well. <laughs> so I don't blame you for not remembering half of it. So the keynote, is it the last presentation of the day or the, like, yeah. the opening thing? Yeah, yeah. This is it. This they is did the demo. You guys have been working very yeah. hard on getting all the behaviors working properly. Reaction. I want lean in Star Citizen. Oh, I saw around the corner. Definitely. You can lean in real life. This is a simulator, isn't it? No wall hacking or glitching, though. How about wall running? Uh, if it's realistic. Like everybody in Star Citizen is like a clone. Like they're all super fit. <laughs> so good at yeah. I mean, everyone at the same height. Yeah. Can we cut to Scott? Well, it's amazing to see how the textures have been upgraded. Mm-hmm. And this is only two years. Again, Diagetic, VoIP, and VoIP will be there. So when you're there, you can talk to your, when you've got people in your team, you'll be able to talk to them. So, and it'll all be automatic based on who you make friends and everything. So in this particular case, you wouldn't need to- No, John, some of us are more fit than others. For anything. As long as you're in the team, you're all there. It'll be like operating in a real world- That was the word of the con, Diagetic. So I think here is where the, <laughs> 
is. Scuba Thieves, Steve, right, thank you for hosting. CDC. Appreciate Excellent. that. Okay, and we've, uh, we've, we've recovered the blade now. So this is the second part of the two-part mission, and now we've got to take this back. Now, um, he does call that a blade. A drop point yes. in Lawville. Does? Yeah. To get paid. To get paid. Even though we know Here's it's the server. might be a different type of thing, yeah, because it's not we know what the server? other blade looks like. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a data blade. Mm-hmm. I wonder if the Herald, uh, like external data packs, are still going to be a thing. Yeah, I've always wondered about the transfer room because they're all on the outside. So now like the that. question is, did you get yeah. everybody? I, they, I think they wanted to nope. do that for gameplay so it could be stolen easily. But mm -hmm. I, I wonder if that's still going to persist because really, you know, you wouldn't put it on the outside. And now mm -hmm. we're going with the whole breaching technology, you know, cutting tool and all so that. One of the things that we've been working in. on is kind of the knockdown system, staggers, those types uh, of things. We should see uh, the latest versions with the Mercury Star more, running next but month. I think yeah. we roll that out soon. It looks beautiful. Mm -hmm. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> Cannot wait. I don't have one, but I do like the, sh the look of them. I, uh, I won one the... from Test Squadron, actually. Uh, from this, mm. this very con. Uh, yeah. Congrats. Uh, yeah, thanks. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, I love it. Uh, it I, 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 I see it as being the daily runner ship uh, that I end up using the verse. It's like, it's funny. The, the ship that I'll probably end up using the most is the, the one I got for free. <laughs> <laughs> Chris talked about it a long time ago that the Andromeda was his love letter to the Millennium Falcon, I guess in function and everything, but <laughs> when the Mercury Star Runner came out, I'm like, that's the successor to the Falcon. <laughs> and then when that gray skin was introduced, mm -hmm. I, I had to snag one. Yeah, yeah I think I, I have to wonder if that's going to become the go-to ship for smaller, you know, for folks to use. You know, the Carrick is kind of the go-to now for multiplayer, but I think that one is going to be the one that a lot of people are going to be able to go to and use your star runner uh-huh you got uh -huh. smuggling data running cargo data running fast mm -hmm. agile and that asymmetrical okay. design Don't oh my god people, but... all right let's head back to uh Mobile. now you know i don't even remember how this ended wow right that's i'm sad. i lost track like like 15 minutes ago <laughs> I just remember going into the bunker. I don't remember what happens. This is interesting. This is a special color. And take off. Oh, yes. So we would say that the, the Valkyrie that's been flown here is Ah, uh, no mid-bay, huh? Yes, they tell us. If you get a Valkyrie during CitizenCon or within this week, I think you get to have this color as opposed to the... I wonder if they'll ever uh, come out with like a, a mid-bay module that you can uh, just carry around in something that you have size for it. I definitely see that for the caterpillar at some point. Oh yeah, yeah, but that—that's a whole like they, they've even spoken about that being as a module. But so I don't mean a, a transportable room or a module uh, that you know kind of docks in like Lego. I mean just like just like a like a med bay that you can plug into some like power port somewhere in the ship. I mean they may not want that kind of modularity uh, in the game, but I tell you if if you want to break meta, 
you do stuff like that, you have it where you cannot predict what's on a certain ship. It's kind of like a piece of equipment, kind of like uh, Luke Skywalker when he had his hand cut off. He was in the uh, submerged in the tube. Doctor Tank. And I love simple things like the heat wave that we see right there, you know, from the engines outside. Just mm -hmm. little things like that that Details. some people don't think about. But man, I love when things like that are put into the game. I don't know if those are roads. I'll ask so, so question you. for you. If you could go and turn uh, that uh, off, yeah, and these, it would give you better performance. The, uh, would you turn it off? Nope. Uh, bio. They've, they've got the right. That's just me. Nope. I totally agree. I, that, you know what the answer is, motion. them. Motion. The answer. The answer is you buy a new uh, graphics card, uh, right? <laughs> I would. I would rather lose five or ten, ten FPS than lose visual quality. Yeah. I mean, I'd rather. Mm -hmm. Good, Kimmy. This is not that kind of game for. Okay, am I? Do I need to dial things back to do this to do that? I mean, mm -hmm. it's kind of ridiculous to hear that people spent maybe close to twenty k, thirty k, and then they're having a debate about <laughs> system requirements. I don't know. I don't know, man. So, no, so it, it's not no. an esport. I'll, I'll give you that one hundred percent. I got to tell you, if people are running an op, if they're doing a mission and it's about, you know, who's, yeah. who's the fastest twitch and who can hit and, you know, latency counts, oh, yeah. um, it, it's, it's going to happen. It's going to happen where well, people it, are going to go it, in and turn off motion blur and all that. Oh, and I mean, I mean there will be people who will pick performance over graphics. And I, I think it's a very yeah. personal taste thing, but I think that Star Citizen, one of its highlights is the graphics. You know what I mean? I mean, it really, really I'm is. Saying, and yeah. so... You're going to find that trade-off point. You know, maybe you're going to have a certain sync monitor. Like some people have 144 hertz, so some people have 75. I have 75 city. hertz, 2K, and I'm happy with what no I have zone. right now. You know, where other people are like, yeah, I got to uh, have 4K. I got to be pushing 144 hertz. Early, you know what I mean? So no, no it's all a matter of preference, uh, I think. But yeah. I think in the concept, they're they're balancing that out as far as this. You're, you're comparing this to COD. They're 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 changing that in the next couple of patches where they're going to have situations where Chris like Chris talked about a, a long time ago he wants the FPS to be more of be careful of your steps looking around and and basically now in the game we get the new patch it's going to be all about getting the jump on someone basically when you get that first hit you're going to have to react to that first hit and once that happens it's just you chain in a, a, a number of attacks and it's all over so basically it's about stealth it's about keeping your head on the swivel as opposed to going in and say i'm gonna have enough uh i got a, i got more frames than you and i'm just jumping i have more of a twitch but no it's about going in for cover uh having the right loadouts and, and having to jump on someone and 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 not to mention the the whole death aspect of the game is going to tremendously tweak the way people decide to do things in the game. You know what's the risk versus reward? You know whether it's in a ship or whether you're on the ground. Uh, if I die, what's going to be the price for dying? You know, is it going to be the loss of a hand? Is it going to be some type of disability, or is it going to be my character is gone now and I've got to start over? You know, and lose the reputation. So there's a lot of variables in there that are going to make us think a little differently about how we handle FPS. But uh, again, yeah. you're still going to have those people who want performance regardless of all that. That's their, oh, yeah. that's oh, their yeah. thing, you know. Without a doubt. 
Because I got people right I now mean, who say I could care less if I can see those slips on that screw. You know what I mean? They don't care. They, yeah. they, they, they want to just get in and do what they want to do. I'm one of those people who says, all this money I put in here, I want to see the slits in the screw. I want to see the dust that's blowing through the air. You know, I want to see all that stuff. There will be some people who could go by um, day by day or like whatever they're doing. Like if they're playing theaters of war, they turn down the quality quality for, for, for better performance. If they, they, they're just flying in space, they turn, turn, they turn up the quality. I wonder how many people will want, you know, right now they, they want to do combat. Combat's their big thing, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, and then as soon as they realize that your, your reputation, as soon as you, like, well, if it's implemented, that if you die, you start from square one. Mm -hmm. in, in you're leveling up like if that's the case um you know with reputation and stuff like that uh is that going to turn people off uh, having risky careers you know whether it's bounty hunting or pirating or i think or, the trade uh, i think the trade-off is is that when that doesn't happen and you get what you want the reward is greater you know what I'm saying? I think we've, I think yeah, we've minimized. Yeah. I think we've minimized rewarding so much that now people don't. You need to have that gap. That there's one extreme in one way, but there's an extreme the other way. Yeah, you may die. You got to start over. But if you win, if it actually happens, if that piracy plan works out, if the reward is big enough, people will stick with it. But if they feel like they're not getting anything for it, then I think you will have that concern about people saying, "Ah, let me go back to COD." You know. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, but, but according according to the 2013 document, the death for the space man, you inherited will inherit some, some of the reputation. Some of it. Yeah, but not. But, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But that. but only some. And again, we're talking about if you've been playing a character. Yeah, for we don't two, know. How, we don't years, know how much. Yeah. yeah if, you, if you play a character for two three years. You know, and you've worked hard to maintain yeah. certain things. You're going to be thinking about it. You wonder if there's like a death tax where they take 10% of, you know, you lose 10% of your inheritance that goes down. Maybe you only lose 10% of your reputation. My attitude is like it's like getting old in real life. You know, when you get older in real life, your chances, you don't take as many chances when you get old. You don't jump out of airplanes when you're 60 that much anymore. You know what I mean? When you're 20 and 30, you jump out of all the planes you want. So. Yeah. I, Except I, you were, I, if your name was George Bush. Exactly, right? <laughs> I you was can, just thinking about it. You him, can still be daring. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you can still be daring, but I'm saying that the chances you take are going to be a little bit different, you know. How, how many jumps did George Bush have, or does he have? The game was saying the Lord he was old when he did that last jump. Yeah, he was real old when he did that last one. Really? Man. Yeah, he had, a guy, he had a guy strapped on him when he did that one. Okay. So, so he was a tandem. I, I did. Uh, I've got over 400 jumps, uh, and uh, all, all civilian jumps, uh, not, not military in any way. But the last jump I did was about 10 years ago. Uh, so in my uh, early 30s. So when are you going out again? No. <laughs> not that you won't go. I mean, I'm sure you'll go again. You'll get. You'll, you'll, you'll do know it some more. I'd actually, I'd actually really like to. It's, it's, um, it's funny. Once you've owned your own gear and you've packed your own shoot and you've done all of that. Uh, jumping on sort of like student gear, rental gear is is not mm, really that's the same. You know, yeah. At the same time, I'm, you know, you're not current in any way, shape, or form. And uh, what happens is when you go back to a to a drop zone to go do a jump, mm. they just run you through emergency procedures. They say, okay, show show me your emergency procedures. Right. Just go and you, you do it. And they're like, okay, yeah, yeah, you're good. You can go out and do it. 
Um, but you also need to, you know, show a logbook and you need to show that you have experience. It's, it's Correct, like scuba yeah. diving, right? You need right. to prove, you know, uh, and then depending upon uh, if, you know, I actually can't find my logbook. I, I, I lost it somewhere along the way. I still have a, a, a jumpsuit, actually. I've got a jumpsuit and a helmet and altimeter and all that kind of stuff, uh, but I, I don't have my log, so I'd have to either go to an outfit where people remember me uh, and then do something or I might even have to take licensing because I, I don't want to do a tandem and I oh, gotta make it and, and I don't want to uh, I don't really want to you know, go through like first jump uh, processes and stuff like that because that's just um, uh, it's great going through your first jump but it's not the same yeah. you just barely made the train yeah uh -huh. It's funny we talk about uh, jumping out of airplanes. Uh, a lot of back has been talking about having either parachutes or mm. the, the wing the squirrel suits to glide yeah. down to safety. Now you know there's another developer who has those squirrel suits, right? But we oh, won't say who no. it is. Metroid, oh, Metroid, okay, RTX. Never mind. <laughs> Metroid RTX. Metroid RTX. Thank you for the follow. Yeah, you wouldn't want to be accused uh -huh. of uh, taking that idea from someone. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I knew you'd get a laugh out of that, Kimmy. I know. Oh, wow. <laughs> when, when Kimmy said squirrel suit, I was, I was thinking the same thing. And I wasn't going to say oh, anything. I was going to let it go. Did I just say that? <laughs> Redacted. <laughs> <laughs> Holy smokes. Stim, do you have any idea what we're talking about? Uh, I, I don't know why we're laughing about it. I'd love to have a squirrel suit in. Oh, there's a game with the initials L-O-D that, that is a highlight of the game trailer. And so... Um, just think about someone who was very who was very controversial about Star Citizen, who had a real okay. problem with it. Okay, in that okay. game, they have Toxic. squirrel suits. It's a big thing. It's a big oh, okay. thing. Okay. <laughs> oh boy. But would it be just no, a, put it a middle finger to throw it into Star Citizen? <laughs> <laughs> put it this way: the technology for the squirrel suit is at least a decade away. Yeah. <laughs> at least a decade away. I'd like to jump off of that Hurston building with with this. Oh, building. that'd be cool. parachute. Yeah. yeah, parachute. Hey, Kimmy, I won't have to tell you how many times. I, I think there's been three times since I've been playing Star Citizen when I was in atmosphere, getting ready to depart. You know, I pull out of like Hurston's hangar. I'm about three thousand feet, four thousand feet up, and I hit the Y key by accident in an open cockpit ship, and I basically open the hatch, let the ladder down, and climb right out and drop. <laughs> <laughs> and my ship is still sitting up there, and I'm just falling. I'm like, okay, that's when that parachute might have came in handy, you know? I'd, wow. I'd like to ask yeah. for a feature, and yeah. that is like an are you sure dialogue box. When yeah. Yes. I was going to say, maybe that needs to be often where you, where you have to hold down a button for, for a certain <laughs> right, amount right. of time. Right. Yeah. yeah, the simple tap thing is not good. Okay. Mm. That's a good suggestion, right. fast cart, that you just yeah. hold it down for an extra second or so to make it open up, to get out of your seat. Uh, we're in the L19. Right. Yeah, we're in the L19. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're in the hood, yeah. then you're screwed. But I mean, like, most of the time, when you're typing stuff, no, it's not a good idea. That's right, you're typing, but you don't have chat open. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Oops, I'm self-destruct. <laughs> where, where are you guys at? <laughs> and dead. Tyrant Merchant, hey, good to see you, good to see you. Thanks for stopping by. He's in Star Citizen now, awesome. Yeah, Jorn is saying he's, he was personally amazed 
at how true the vision they're staying to right now. Yeah. Yep. Do not lock doors. Be the other one we're going to do then. Yeah. So I think the reala realization came in of having assets, then having the data to support or game mechanics to support those assets, and then how everything is intertwined or interconnected with everything else. And so there's layers that they have to build out, and then one thing has to wait for the other. And that's the conundrum that they're in today. And a lot of people see this as, oh, it's utterly failure. Yeah. Mm. Or what's the problem? And mm. when they explain these things to them, it's like, oh, just keep doing what you're doing, whatever. Just keep doing <laughs> I don't want to hear it. Just keep doing what you're doing. No, but your point is well made. There's so much stuff that is connected to something else. You're absolutely right. And uh, we're just not used to that. You know, the whole thing he talked about, about the ships with piping and in yeah. venting, you know, ships having vents for air. I mean, all that stuff's connected and we don't we don't see that. You know, we just see what's in front of us. So you're, you're absolutely right. Let me ask you guys a question. You guys have been in this station before. Have you guys noticed there's always this vending machine that has oxygen tanks? And I've always wondered what those tanks are going to be for. There's a vending machine at every station that has what looks like large, almost like scuba tanks, but a little bit smaller. And I'm just curious as to whether that's going to be something you're purchasing to put on your ship for oxygen. I, I have put no air quality idea. on the on the planet for when it really gets bad. Like I, in, in my idea, or my my thinking is that so on on if you stay if you stay on Hurston too long, you, you, it might affect your character long term mm. or something yeah. like that. Start getting a, a weird squinty eye or something. That's the first sign. <laughs> that's funny, Chip. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it speaks to the thing about they're saying. Uh, Fast car mentioned about the air quality, but then, like with you you with us looking at the weather reports and they say the air quality index or, and so mm -hmm. we'll see, we'll probably see signs where we have to actually run to one of those stations and get some mm -hmm. oxygen because the air quality has been really, really bad, bad. to the extent where people are just dying. And they talk California about you know, right being now. saturated yeah. in areas where too many players are at one time. That's a great way to knock off a number of people <laughs> in saturated areas. Yeah. Bring the quality down and just, you know, kill them off. When Scavian gives the best answer of all, maybe it's for the CPAP machine. So there you go. Right, right. Your character's going to have a CPAP machine? <laughs> You're living, dreaming big, man. Hey. Dreaming big. Um... Yeah, the, the uh, fast cart you mentioned, the whole sort of fires in California and in Oregon and Washington. You know, I'm just across the, the border here in, in British Columbia and Canada. And, you know, I, I, I would I would like to have a vending machine selling the oxygen bottles mm. right now, too. Wow. All that smoke oh, wow. is coming this way. The smoke stuff that we got heard. Yeah, I mean, it's nothing compared to obviously how it is in Oregon and, and Washington and stuff. But there's there's news. that orange? It's unbelievable. Yeah. Well, no, it's, it's not nearly that orange, but it's, it's, uh, it's you know, it, it, it was dark at, like, noon. It was crazy. Mm. Uh, but not nearly as orange. Here's the new deal. A couple of... Obviously, ships that are coming in 3 3. There's the Phoenix. I think we're coming to the end right of this there, now. Now I'm remembering this. Is, I think this is toward the end now. Yeah. And of course, to the right. There's the, uh, the Phoenix. Yeah, yeah Phoenix. the Phoenix. Yeah. It's become one of my favorite ships. It really has. Um, yeah. I, oh, really? Yes, as solo, for soloing, I'm, that's the one I love taking out. You know, uh, the Phoenix has caught some, some controversy to it because. When the 890 was introduced, 
then these comparisons started popping up between the two and they were like oh we got problems with the phoenix oh yeah oh yeah they learned a lot oh yeah each one of them because the phoenix was supposed to be the precursor for learning about luxury then the 600 that had issues but then when the 890 came out it's like wait a minute y'all got it right with the 890 we got to go back to those other two ships because <laughs> the phoenix is beautiful but just the layout is goofy you know what i mean and, the, and of course the 600 needs that rework and, and they're going to make it, they're going to tighten it up so far i have to give cig credit when they do their reworks they have to me their reworks have always been better, so I'm I'm content to work. Uh, my, my only complaint, I, except for the beta, for except the for the beta. I know the Mustang beta. I know we both agree <laughs> with that. The original beta interior had a much more homey feel. Now it has more of an industrial feel, and it's like eh. the cold blue. Got a little story with the Phoenix. I met Ben Lesnick uh, at Dragon Con 2016, I believe. And we met, we spoke, and he gave me a little pin. It was a white uh, a phoenix, but I thought it was a constellation at the time. And the phoenix was never in, really introduced, but he, he uh, gave me a pin. And I'm like, okay, it's a constellation. And little did I know it was really the phoenix. That's cool. That is cool. Is it is it really like white or is it kind of grayish? Oh no, it's it's definitely the phoenix. It's somewhere on there. He's got too much stuff on. He can't find it. <laughs> well, Kimmy, all, all, all I have to say is that that is baller. But, uh, let's, we get a prospect maybe? Yeah, it's pretty Gwen's cool. Oh, nice. Yeah. Very right. nice. Nice. Yeah, that's a Phoenix for sure. That's cool. You know, one, one thing I really like about the Phoenix, and, and this is super controversial as well, because most people are like, you know, if you have to go to the bathroom, if you're a paying customer on the Phoenix, you've got to walk into that <laughs> yeah. front yeah. gate that's all dark. Yeah. It's like, well, yeah, but you know, um, if, if, if you're if you're doing like a, a space flight on one of the early early kind of ships to go to go into space, like the um, uh, what's the the Starship Starship One or something that that uh, got that um, Richard Branson has for Virgin Galactic, something like that. You know? Yeah, Starship. Yeah, so so uh, well, uh, Starship is Elon Musk's um, one, but I think it's. Anyway, regardless, you know, it's, you know, some of the things that you're going to see are not the, not the primo tech, you know, like your seat is going to be absolutely amazing and the, the main living space is going to be great. But, you know, if you, if you're walking into the front of the ship to go to the bathroom on a constellation, you can't affect the tactical nature that the Phoenix has to have. And you want, you know, space is black. You want to have a, a dark sort of cabin or a dark-ish sort of cabin uh, in a way to uh, to fly around in there. At least it's, it's a really viable way. So there's kind of some flavor that, you know, if, if you're a guest in the back, you're coming to the front to then kind of see, um, to get a, a part of the experience of what the crew are kind of going through. There's something to that as well, which is kind of neat. So, I mean, people harp on things just for the sake of harping on them sometimes. Stim, you're disappointing me. You're not a one percenter enough, okay? You have got to stay in the elitist mode okay i'm not in character you've got to stay in the elitist mode we need to have a bathroom that is exclusively ours so that those paid people that we hire have their bathroom in the front of the ship you're, you're missing the point here this simply will not do all righty jordan is saying that's silly <laughs> uh, don't start, GG. Don't start. <laughs> when, when you have Joran on here, you'll, you'll have no problem. 
Oh, right. That was awesome. Okay. Uh, wow. There was a lot to take in. This was one of the longest keynotes that uh, they've done. And uh, folks were pretty impressed with what they saw. Like I said, uh, and, and just so you guys will know, <clears throat> some of you may have finally figured this out. Each month you've seen us go back and do different citizen cons. And people say, why are these guys going back and showing old stuff? Well, the reason why we did is that we wanted to show the progression from where this began all the way back from GDC in 2012. And the timing of this has landed so that we're doing 2018 this month. We were going to be doing 2019 the first week in uh, October because that following week we would be at 2020. And we wanted people who maybe never saw these. I mean, some of you, we know this is familiar stuff. Maybe you haven't seen it in a while. But we also know there's a lot of people in the community who never saw these citizen cons. And so we've been trying to progress people, letting them see the leaps and bounds and also the faux pas that Star Citizen and CIG has made over the past. This will be eight years, believe it or not, guys. We're going into year eight. And so that was yeah. one of the reasons why we went through this. I just want you to know it wasn't because we didn't have any material. <laughs> there was some method to the madness for why we've done that. And again, I have the guys on the show today because they participated and they went to CitizenCon. Um, let me get some quick feedback from you guys. And I'll start with uh, with Kimmy. Uh, Kimmy, if you had to say what the experience is with CitizenCon that you enjoy the most, what, what, and particularly from 2018 or just CitizenCon in general, what would you share with everybody about CitizenCon? Uh, specifically for me, it would be 2018 because that was the first time I experienced it. And I must say it was the interaction between the community and the devs, mm -hmm. hands down. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was amazing. The energy, it was electric. Uh, it was just so much positive energy uh, in regards to everyone coming together on just one common ground and just sharing the love of what they enjoy, which is Star Citizen. And it was just a feeding of both entities of the community and the devs all together at just one moment, just enjoying each other and just really talking about what they enjoyed about Star Citizen. Mm. So that, that was definitely it. And if anyone <laughs> who has not ever gone to a Citizen Con, uh, virtual is not enough. You got to... You got to get out there. You got to do it because it was really amazing. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Very cool. Baskart, what about you? What's, what's uh, You've been to a couple of them, but what's stuck out to you for this in 2018? Uh, this was two days after my birthday. Uh, I showed up on, on Monday, October 8th, and we had a, um, uh, a bunch of citizen, and I, I forgot the name of the place, but it, it was fun. A whole bunch of people showed up and said, happy birthday. So that was uh, it basically just the community. I, I said it before, but I'll say, I'll say it again. Uh, I love the community. Uh, it's great to get, get out and actually put names to faces. And yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Stim, how about you? Say it again. Sorry, I was just typing something there. Oh, yeah, uh, no problem. No, just, just your uh, your feedback in relation to CitizenCon 2018. Was there something that stood out to you, the thing that was most enjoyable, or what you would say to people about going to a CitizenCon? Yeah, so so that was my first CitizenCon, um, and I, you know I had been around since uh, like I backed in 2014, um, but 2016 is when I really kind of got into the game, and um, I you know watched a lot of YouTube and and got a chance to, you know meet just these uh, to, to see these amazing people releasing content, some of which we have you know in, in chat today like Nubifier, and uh, you know it, it was just great to see. Um, to have a chance to go to a con where I got to see a lot of the people that that uh, and, and get to meet some of the people that I had been watching, you know, like um, Grey Headed Gamer, um, 
uh, was there. Um, I got to see Lieutenant Dan. Uh, I got to see a lot of really kind of cool people and kind of um, introduce myself and get a chance to kind of start, you know, my own path in, in Star Citizen um, as well. Uh, and I got to say that, that you know, that, that, well, there's so much to talk about, but um, if you're interested in getting to meet, uh, you know, uh, getting more involved in Star Citizen, if you're interested in getting to find, you know, people that have a, a similar passion as you do, you know, you uh, w during non-COVID times, you have bar citizens to go to if you have one organized near you. Uh, you'll always have the Yacht Club to go and check out because uh, we're around uh, every Wednesday uh, doing that show. Uh, but, you know, the, 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 the Citizen Con is an annual event that you get a chance to actually meet the people that, that you're talking to and you develop friendships and then you see them again the next year and uh, you end up chatting, you know, throughout the year or playing with them throughout the year. And, and, you know, if you're going to take citizen, if you're sorry, if you're going to take star citizen on in a serious way, like it's, it's, it's the game that you're waiting for that you, you figure you'll ret retire with, you know, playing this game. Um, you know, you're, you you want to surround yourself with with like-minded people and get to meet all these people. And, for, and for, for me and for Joran and for a lot of the people that are watching, um, Star Citizen has become so much more a community-based thing. And you're not going to meet people as effectively if you don't see them in person and get a chance to shake their hands, get a chance to, to chat with them, have back and forth a conversation that isn't just, you know, by typing through a keyboard. The, the game is much more immersive now, so you can you can chat and you can you can chat through Discord, and that's all come along. Uh, but there's something different about being in a con. Mm -hmm. The other thing I should mention is volunteering uh, for Citizen Con is an amazingly rewarding experience. I didn't do it at 2018. I had the chance to do it at 2019, and it was amazing. Some just uh, you get a chance to see a lens behind the curtain. Uh, you get to see how hard uh, CIG staffers work, how stressed and and uh, you know how they get the, the the performance jitters just just before they go on and 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 uh, do their talks. You know they want to make sure that everything goes really well. Um, so uh, you can see their passion and how much they're working for us, and it gives you some perspective uh, on it. And they, they really put on an amazing show um, uh, each year from 2018 to 2019. It was even better. Um, yeah, it's great. I'm, I'm super sad we're not going to get an actual con this year. Uh, so, you know, I can go and see friends that I don't get a chance to they get get now a chance to see, you know, a couple of years running. Yeah. Um, uh, and if, if, you, if you want, before uh, we end, we can talk a little bit about, uh, you know, what what thoughts are for this con coming up mm -hmm. and what they're going to do. But uh, come come 2021, if you get the chance to go. Uh, start planning now, uh, make it a priority because um, if Star Citizen is a really important thing for you, um, you will not be disappointed. Thanks. Well, thanks for sharing that. Yeah, for us, for sure. uh, everybody on this panel was going this year. Um, a lot, oh, everybody, nice. everybody that was on the, on the Soul Citizens team, in fact, we had already purchased tickets. We had done Airbnbs. We were all pretty much primed and ready to go. So it was disappointing. But understandable that we weren't having it this year. But I, I found it notable that everybody here, none of us talked about how great the show was or the presentation or the models or the role playing or the big Benny's trucks. What we talked about was the community and the social dynamic that took place, whether it was between the developers, whether it was between getting to meet people that we've talked to in Discord, people who are in our orgs. 
Um, that is the thing that stands out more than anything. I, I mean, for those of you who remember 2016, it was one of the most disappointing years for the fans. But fans <laughs> said what made up for it was the time they spent talking with people that were at the event. And so that is the community is really what this whole thing is about. I got lucky. If I had to say what the thing was that happened for me, um, the day afterward on that Monday, I was leaving out and I had some items that I wanted to drop off to CIG and I didn't get to get it to anybody while we were at the con. So I said, I'm going to take an Uber. I'm going to go up to the, the, you know, the, the Austin offices and drop it off. And so I did. And there was somebody who worked at the Austin offices that I knew and, you know, came in and said, hi, blah, blah, blah. I said, hey, I just want to drop this stuff off. And so she called Tyler and said, hey, Tyler, um, there's somebody out front. Come out front. Well, I had met Tyler at VerseCon the year before. And so when he came out, I'm like, he's like, hey, he's a Griff. I'm like, yeah, hey, how are you? You know, I said, hey, I just want to drop some stuff off. And he said, oh, this is so cool. And so right when I was getting ready to leave, you know, because I had my stuff out there, my luggage and everything, I went to the airport. He says, hey, you want a tour? <laughs> I'm like, uh, really? And he's like, yeah, come on. And so I got a tour by myself to go into the Austin offices. Aww. And it was so cool. Now, the reason why I'm sharing that is because for the company to do that, even at this stage in the game, you know what I mean? To say, hey, you know, would you like to come in and see what we're doing? You know, that was very, very cool. Unexpected, because believe me, we've heard the stories about trying to get a tour, trying to get in. But the fact that they just were willing to do something like that. I was there for like maybe 30 minutes, no big deal. But it was great. And it was nice to be welcomed like that as a person who's back the game. Uh, they are very personable. And like Kimmy said earlier when he was talking with Brian Chambers, you know, just being able to stand up, sit at the bar and talk with them and share a drink. Or well, some, some of you guys know, after the con... People stand around for hours to get stuff signed. And Chris and all of them stand there and wait till the very last person, three hours later, is finally signing the last book or the last souvenir item or the last shirt. So I was just really impressed with that. That really, really stuck out with me. Let's do something real quick because Stim did hit on something that I was going to ask. And it was going to be in light of there not being a Citizen Con this year uh, in October. <clears throat> and Phil's, you know, October is the technical quote unquote anniversary month, but sometimes it's November. But uh, Stim, real quick, if you had to say, what do you think will happen? What will they do? Will they do something virtual? Will they do a special sale? Will they just be doing the week where we get the seven days with manufacturers? What, what, what's your pitch in for this year? Yeah, I'll, I'll be super quick because I really ha I have no idea. All we know is that they're they're not going to have an in-game con. Mm -hmm. So it's it's not going to be a, a con in game that kind of, uh, you know, uh, tries to, uh, to emulate what, what that experience would be. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I sure hope they... Uh, I'm sure they'll have a free fly. I'm sure they'll do something like Invictus, you know, some kind of in-game uh, event. Uh, I'm sure they'll do that. And I think they've mentioned they're going to do something to that effect. Um, and then I'd just like them to to uh, do some Twitch stuff, make it super interactive. Mm -hmm. um, I'd love them to do virtual panels. Mm -hmm. So even though we can't be there, I'd love for them to set up and actually do those panels. I want Tony talking for an hour, an hour and a half, two hours, and just, just to tap in and listen. You know, um, and and of course, Todd Pappy and a lot of the other guys, uh, all those different panels want to see that um, and be able to watch them after and review and have have the ability to uh, have some some sort of live chat uh, with people like this as they're going on. So that's what I personally like. Um, also, um, virtual conferencing has become extremely advanced in the last while, uh, and uh, COVID nineteen and all the all the conferences that were canceled this year, I've seen a huge 
um, improvement in virtual t uh, conferencing technology. So, so there are opportunities for the for them to do things. It's not the same. You can have breakout sessions and all kinds of stuff. So, I, I'm really curious to see what they end up putting together. Okay, cool. Kimmy, how about you? Well, I think it's a, a time period of what's going to happen come October all the way into the first quarter of 2021. And regards to October, we're going to probably see uh, a hybrid of them doing some live video and then some pre-rendered things. But then it's going to be heavily loaded with uh, announcement dates and tech that's coming online. But it's definitely going to be something special uh, outside of the, the usual inside star citizen type of deal mm. or the uh calling all devs type of, of deal it's definitely gonna be a hybrid but it's mm -hmm. mostly online and uh, video based but to some extent it will be probably your heavy hitters talking and discuss discussing dis uh, <laughs> <laughs> discussing uh further iterations of the progress in our uh, tech mm. and some announcement dates for sure mm. okay nice prediction Fastcart, what about you? What's going to happen in October? Uh, I think Stairman, uh, uh, Kimmy <laughs> hit it on the, on the head. I'm, I don't have anything, anything to add. It's just that I, I'm going to miss not, not seeing all, all the familiar faces this year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a, that's a good yeah. point. Um, I, I agree with you guys. Uh, a virtual thing would be would be cool. In case you guys don't know, they they just they they. The average amount of people that now come to a citizen con is under was it under two thousand people? I think I want to say roughly. So as you mentioned, it was seventeen hundred. It was seventeen twenty eighteen. Right. So it's feasible. It is feasible, as you mentioned, Stem, to do the virtual conferencing with breakout mm. rooms and everything. Yeah. So it, it and into uh, I think it was was it yeah it was Jet Heller. Jet was saying that he's an Aussie, and for folks in Australia, one of the things I didn't mention about citizen con is that it's global. When you go to these things, people fly in from all over the world. So now. People like Jet, who's in Australia, other people around, the, they can now participate and be an integral part of that experience as well if it's done virtually. So I think that's an awesome thing. Okay, last question of the night. If you had to predict a ship or a career that might be revealed, because you know it's going to happen. You know it's going to happen. And there's some ships that are online that we haven't heard or seen anything yet. Like, for example, the the Nautilus. There, there's this rumor about an Odin. There's all these different things. There's the cargo uh, Xeon ship from two years from last year. There is the refinery. If there's something that you would call out and think might get shown, might be revealed at this particular time. Uh, let me start and go the other way around this time. Fast cart. Which ship would you go for? Uh, I follow. I follow refinery. Sounds good to me. I'm not. I'm not sure. Okay, the refinery, which was the highest voted ship, but seems to be the last one coming out from last year's Citizen Con. Kimmy, what about you? You got anything you think in mind? I would love to see the Vulture make its debut. Mmm. Mmm. Interesting. Interesting pick. Okay. Stem. Yeah. I, I, still not enough time. Um. You know, <laughs> they they normally come out with a big ship. Right. There's normally a big ship reveal. Um, and I, I, I have no idea what that what that would be this year. Um, I can tell you what I would love to see. I would love to see them uh, push a further on uh, exploration. But mm -hmm. the problem is they focus more these days on showing things that are shorter term. So we're probably going to see something more along the lines of uh, combat, bounty hunting, maybe the cargo stuff i mean if if they went if they sort of doubled down on hauling 
you know, mm -hmm. with the with the Hull series, mm -hmm. if that were able to come out, that would be pretty big. I mean, mm -hmm. it's not groundbreaking new, but it's something people are waiting on. Um, I one of the things I'd really want to see is um, like server meshing. I'd love to see them come out and say, "Yeah, we mm -hmm. have this test server going. Um, you know, uh, we're about to announce to Ivacati. We expect to have a thousand people on it. You know, mm. it would be amazing. Yeah, <laughs> Absolutely amazing. That would that, that, that I mean, would be amazing. That's a good yeah. one. Okay." Well, I'm going to go with a, a weird prediction, and I'm going with my dream prediction, okay? The weird prediction is they've been... Uh, there's been this theory that some of us have been talking about how they've been working on mining in a big way, and they could close... Well, I, I won't get into the thing with mining right now, but the docking piece we just saw recently. We saw docking. We know the whole sea is there. If docking gets implemented, then there are a lot of ships that can begin to take advantage of that now, just that mechanic alone, Right. Um, everything except for my reclaimer. I still don't know how we're going to get in and off of that thing. But <laughs> but a lot of ships can take advantage of docking. And the reason why I'm mentioning docking is because you've got the aspect of cargo with the cargo docks coming up. Um, the, the refinery, as Fastcard said, could be an issue because we know the refinery is after cargo decks. But here's my dream wish. Meek B2G, thank you for the follow. Here's my dream wish. In 2016, you guys remember... Chris put up those cards with 3.1, 3.2, 3.3, and he said what was coming. He said when mm -hmm. 4.0 comes out, it's going to be the Orion. I want them to close out mining <laughs> and oh. the Orion come out. <laughs> wow. I know that's a dream. It's a serious pipe dream, but hey, I would may, love maybe to see not. it. Maybe not. Because it would close out mining. It would close out mining. If, if it did, then the mining ships are all in the game. The refinery mechanic is in the game and everything, but that's a huge push. But I'm holding Chris to that 4.0 promise from four years ago, five years ago. So that's going to be my thing. <laughs> Makes sense, though. Yeah. Okay. You might be disappointed. <laughs> I, I, I plan on it. Don't worry. I plan on it. Well, listen, we had a great night tonight. We had a great panel, great information. And, of course, it was great to go back over the information that we saw from 2018 at CitizenCon. So let me start with uh, Stem. Tell people where they can sure. find you. And, again, thank you for coming. Oh, man, it's, it's been a complete honor. Thank you guys for having me on your show. Um, uh, I think we're all sort of one community when it comes to comes to Star Citizens. So uh, it's just great to have a chance to get some exposure to your community and kind of get a, a feel for your guys' show and what you do. I, I've had a, an absolute blast. So thank you so much. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, I've been I've been seeing a lot of you guys, uh, you know, do streaming and stuff, too. So it's nice to meet meet you guys in person and well in person in virtual person especially <laughs> under covid under covid days you can kind of say it's in person um so uh it, so it's been a real uh, a real experience um when it comes to how you can find me uh i'm one of the members and the producer of the yacht club um which uh the the url for that if you go to the website is yacht club bc which stands for yacht club bar citizen we are the official uh, bar citizen, uh, the virtual bar citizen, since th that's where we can go. Uh, and we'll obviously persist past uh, past these strange days that we have. Um, come and check us out on Wednesday nights. We do a weekly show where we talk about everything that's been happening um, in Star Citizen. We talk about what's happening in the community that's really interesting, whether it's stuff that's posted on Reddit, to projects, to uh, machinima that's being put together. Um, and we, we do a tiny bit of theory crafting, but we keep it sort of real. Uh, we also have a lot of really cool guests on our show. Uh, we've had Xylo, we've had you know Salty Mike, we've had a whole bunch of uh, and and you know, I'm, I'm you know only mentioning a couple. We have so many great uh, guests, and we have guests of of all different uh, exposure levels uh, on our show as well. And we're actually opening something up, which is really neat, uh, where we can have some of those guests come back and just jump on and be panelists 
uh, for the show. So we're, we're working with a new technology that allows us to just have uh, guests hot join and leave. And very soon, once we work out uh, one more thing, we're going to have it so that uh, those that really want to jump on to ask a question and do it live, if they have a decent mic, um, we'll be able to just jump in and ask a question on the show as well without it just being, you know, in, in text in the background. So we're working on some neat stuff. So uh, what we do is we hang out. Um, we talk about Star Citizen. We celebrate um, just being positive and and any criticism is, is constructive about what's happening with Star Citizen. Uh, and if you need to vent, you can vent too. But, you know, we're really there to help sort of uh, promote the game uh, and to make sure that, that people can find their place in the verse um, by finding a great group of people that actually shares their interests in what they're going to do in the verse. So um, come and hang out and have a great time. Uh, we also do uh, live gameplay together, anywhere from, you know, between 15 and 30 people uh, on uh, Mondays, Saturdays, and Thursdays. So we're a really active community. So feel free to come around and join up and we'll make sure you find your home, whether with, whether it's with us or we point you to the right the right uh, uh, organizations that are out there. Come and, come and have a good time. And these guys are a great bunch of people. I've gone out with them a couple times as a group. You don't have to have an 890 to join them. If you don't, they'll make you work in the kitchen. But other than that, they're great. So they're, they're a great bunch of guys that have fun. They, they're a great bunch of guys that have fun. And ladies, because they have ladies too in that group. Mm -hmm. They're a great bunch. Kimmy, where can folks find you? Oh, man, you guys, and uh, you'll see me time to time on Twitch at Kimmy65. Um, chill music, hanging out, talking about the game, theory crafting, doing a little bit of lore. And uh, if you want to know about your uh, setup, any questions regarding that, talk to me. Kimmy is a tech wizard gang, so he's got a very very involved system and he can help you if he can work his system trust me he can probably help you with yours so check out to him use him as a resource <laughs> and fast cart last but not least where can people find you other than all over the place i'll just i'll be quick uh, twitter.com forward slash fast underscore cart fast cart's got to run he's got another gaming thing that goes so we're not going to keep him but thanks fast cart thanks kimmy and of course tim thank you for coming and to all of the folks who are out there today thank you guys for joining us we are going to do a quick raid oh don't forget Ooh. to join us on fridays for friday night live uh, where we do a live where you can join the show and jump in with us and talk to us about star citizen we talk about inside star citizen we usually talk about calling all devs or something along those lines and we have a great time with that um, who we got that we can send out to? Did you look at anybody fast card? No, I did not. But no. I was going to say, don't I forget to buy our, don't, don't forget to buy our shirt or our um, mug pad or, or, or cup. Oh, yeah. We do have some Star Citizen swag down there, gang. And we didn't do a giveaway today. It's kind of late, but we'll do one next week. Uh, but we're going to go ahead and raid. How about we raid Spades CO? That's somebody that uh, we haven't raided before. My bad typing. Alrighty, so when you guys get over there, you see Spade CO, give him a shout. Uh, he is playing Star Citizen right now, and of course, we're going to surprise him with a little raid. We appreciate everybody nice. being here tonight. You guys take care of yourself, stay healthy, stay safe, and remember, as always, peace, love, and soul. See you guys later. Take care. Bye, everybody.